Merry fucking Christmas. Was that Gary doing doubles over vocals, uh, Lemmy's vocals? I mean, it was pretty close, you know? It was definitely pretty fucking close. In the spirit of Gary not being able to be here for this episode, because he's got, I don't know, got diabetes, uh, we are uh, having our Christmas special today, everybody, and it also happens to be our year wrap-up as far Mm -hmm. as our top 10 albums of the year. So this is a special episode. So hopefully everybody has fun and enjoys it, and uh, hopefully you had a at least a good, decent end of the year. Um, this is the Three Dudes and Cold Brew. Oh my God, Three Dudes and Cold Brews podcast, uh, and we are presenting to you songs to sip to. I'm Eddie Vegas, and I'm Steve, aka Fork Tongue, and I am Ray, other known as Dobby. Doobies in the fucking house. Yeah. Oh, you back to uh, the cartridge pens? Nice. Back and forth. You are a fucking lunatic. Um, yeah, we have uh, St. Lemmy uh, candle in front of us in honor of... Uh, run, run, Rudolph! See, Gary, he's not the only one who has a fucking Lemmy voice. And we're not burning it even though I just stunk up the joint. No, I, I went with uh, my spooky kooky new moon musk. Gotcha. This, this, is, this smells delicious. It's a very nice candle. Actually, don't I have a spooky cookie thing on here now, too? No, that's fucking rotten I have on there. I do have spooky cookie uh, stickers that I can put on here, though. I shouldn't. She's awesome. Dean is great. Um, anyways. Uh, well, the way we're going to do this this year, we're gonna ch- we'd like to keep things fresh and innovative. And uh, you're just going to hear us talk a bunch about our top tens. Uh, we are going to play some music for you. We're going <laughs> to play a song... From each of our top three albums, uh, but the way we're gonna do it in a minute, uh, we're gonna pick our order. The way we're gonna go, uh, I would imagine. How do you guys want to do this? You want to go first, Steve, and just go down? Uh, you're already plugged in, so you might as well just. I go unplugged for it. myself, oh, yeah. oh. but it's so it's up to you guys. I didn't want to be that guy and fucking. Fuck it, you got the card. You might as well go. I mean, okay. okay. Are we gonna to are we gonna go through our ten through uh, ten through four? Ten, ten through four first, so, and then do some music. Just so we don't break up the flow. Yeah, what I'm thinking is we should we should uh, we should go through our ten to four right now, mm-hmm. and we, like in a row. So we'll yeah. figure that order out right now. So do you yeah. want to go, me, Ray, Steve? Yeah. Or do you want to go clockwise, me, Steve, Ray? It's up to you guys. We'll go. We'll go. You, Ray, and then me. Okay. All right. Do Ray Egon, like from the Ghostbusters. Never mind. Anyways, um, yeah. So here's how we're gonna do it, guys. We're gonna tell. Uh, we're gonna go down the line. One by one, doing ten, you know, give a little talk about it. Each one of ours, we'll try to keep it short. I know I'm long-winded, but I'm gonna try to like keep it relatively uh, moderate this year uh, with this one, so we can keep it going and fun for you guys. And then uh, when we get to th- number three, we're just gonna play a song from our third album, do our typical like review on it, but we're gonna like do it one at a time, uh, so it gives us a second to a plug in, and it's gonna just keep it fresh. It's gonna kind of like break it up. So instead of a block of three songs like we would normally do. We're going to play like one song, talk about it, another song. So, you know, it's yeah. still going to take around the same amount of time, I think. Yep. But it's uh, it's at least going to keep it fresh. So, um, And then next year, we're, we're trying to ramp up uh, to do some cool stuff. So if you hear this next year, then you'll we'll already be there and you'll be looking forward to some stuff. If you hear this this year, uh, all of the two weeks left of it that it has, uh, then be looking forward to some fun stuff. We're going to start doing some interviews and stuff and Maybe once live stuff comes back, which shouldn't be too far away, actually. I fucking hope so. Yeah. Uh, Texas, the wonderful place that it is. Um, real quick, Joe Rogan uh, lives in Austin now, which everybody, most people know. 
So all of his comedy buddies are thinking about moving there with him because he's planning on buying. A, he let the cat out of a bag that he's planning on buying a fucking. Yeah, he oh, was going through some thousand acres. He was talking to Richard Rollins from Fast and Loud the other day, which is a great episode if you haven't watched it. It's very good. I saw uh, another one where he was. I, I forget. He, I think he was on Ari's show and he was talking to Ari yes. exactly about what he's going to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's going to buy a club out there, and he's also like looking into literally buying like a compound for himself and his and his friends, and he's going to buy like literally like a thousand acres yeah he's talked about that forever yeah and uh he wants it self-sustainable so he can like hunt on it and shit which you can do out there which is fucking insane but um anyways the shows they've been going at these stubs barbecue sauce there's like an actual restaurant there i guess and like a kind of like a club like you do live bands and stuff so chappelle's been doing shows there chappelle Mm -hmm. had four shows 400 people each one full capacity totally sitting right next to each other yeah they did that 15-minute rapid test out in front. You had to get there early. Everybody in line had to get the test and had to test positive. I mean, test negative, rather, for the for the virus. Mm-hmm. As long as you tested negative for it, you got to go and sit, sit in. No mask, no nothing, no requirements. All Here's the thing, though. Tests. I guarantee Chappelle paid for that. Well, Joe Rogan and Chappelle paid it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. They have them, but that's just goes to show you. And realistically, it's just going to get cheaper and cheaper to get this fucking test until this shit goes nuts or you know moves on. But the fact that they can do this, they're proving that, like, you can do this in a safe way. And out of 1,200 people that were tested, not including staff and, like, the other comedians, 1,200 fans, only two people were tested positive. Only two fucking people. Imagine that? Yeah. So even more so, and that's a big fucking state, dude, and they don't have anywhere near the bullshit restrictions we have. They literally do whatever the fuck they want. They wear masks, you know, to be nice enough. But, yeah. hey, believe what you want to believe. That's science and that's facts. Yeah, it's so. just unfortunately I don't think that's a sign of live stuff coming back because yeah, Dave Chappelle and Joe Rogan could afford that, but fucking true. Joe Blow banned fucking isn't yeah, we're, yeah, that, we, not, that we listen to, to isn't yeah. gonna be able to do yeah. that. But I'm hoping that I'm hoping that between that and uh, well, though we're not getting into the fucking the vaccine thing because that already looks like it's backfiring. Do you see England's lockdown with a mutated version a I week after they got the vaccine? Not surprised. It's kind of weird how that's that works. Kind of how fucking vaccines work and, yeah. and viruses work yeah so hey guys whatever yeah i'm not again i'm one of the people it's here to favorite. stay just fucking carry on with life and everything will be okay yep. it is what it is guys anyways moving on so we're gonna go through our top 10 uh so it's gonna be me ray steve uh i guess just a brief synopsis maybe what the band is and if you guys have heard of it or not or if you have yeah i was gonna say i guarantee our lists are gonna be pretty different but if mm. there is something you've heard you know yeah, Give a little, chime in. Chime in a little bit. Or if you yeah. want to know if you want to know more about it, yeah. don't be afraid to ask each other some questions about yeah. the album. Uh, I have a good feeling you guys are not going to ask me very much about mine because we listen to different kinds of... I don't know. We actually listen to a lot of the same music. Uh, and I'm not going to lie, too. It was actually tough to narrow down 10 out of my 40-something albums. A, I give myself strict guidelines. I won't put in an EP in my top 10, which I should just do that because I would probably have more EPs in this than I would anything else. It was the year of the EP because a lot of people weren't putting out full albums because they couldn't tour or whatever. So it was tough. Um, and some of these albums, <laughs> the placement is just mainly because they I didn't have enough time with them. Or yeah. I also yeah. wasn't able to listen to music the way I would normally listen to it this year because I don't drive to work anymore. And half the year I couldn't go to the gym. Mm. So And that's where I listen to music most is at the gym. And without that, I don't listen to music the same way, you know. So it's, a, it's, it's <clears throat> interesting how the world around us has even impacted the way like these lists have come together i don't know about how are you guys uh how it changed you but you can go into that when you go over it yep so my number 10 album is uh hank von hell who's the 
old lead singer of Turbo Negro. He put out a new album called Dead. Yeah. This year, uh, it's very. If you're into Turbo Negro, it's Hank Von Hell. I remember like you him. playing it on the, the show. Played it, early. I, I played a song, once, right? Yeah, yeah. Maybe twice. I played one song off of it uh, earlier in the year. Um, he put out an album two years ago, real late in the year though. That it was so. He put out an album in 2018 that in the summer of 2019 I I like found and really loved. Then he put up this album this year. I like this album a lot. It it feels like it should have been higher on my list, but I didn't have enough time with this one. Even though it came out real early in the year, this came out at a weird time where like I was just under a lot of stress and I wasn't going to the gym. And this is like a fun album. You'd listen to it like drinking beer on the deck. Or... Mm-hmm. So placement-wise, take that with a grain of salt this year because it could have been higher. It probably should be higher, but at least it made it into my top ten. Fun album. Some doomy stuff, some poppy stuff. Um, just a fun record, fun rock and roll record. So if you're into like anything with Turbo Negro, go check it out. Right, What's cool. Your top number ten. Uh, my top number ten is a band called Arabs of Aspect. They are from Norway, and they haven't put out an album in five years. This album came out in June. Um, just one of those kind of psychedelic, psychedelic proggy albums. I don't perceive you liking it as much. Or Steve, for that matter, it's kind of on my kind of realm yeah. for weird shit. Um, but if you feel like checking it out, check uh, Arabs and Aspic out. Nice. Are they something you discovered this year? You've known about them for a while. I've known about them for probably like seven or eight years. Okay. And uh, like I said, their last album before this was 2015. So this was kind of a nice little welcome to, you know, get something new from them. Yep. Yep. All right. My number 10 is Skeletal Remains. Um, okay. The Entombment of Chaos. This is this is kind of a struggle to put it in my top ten because as good as it is, and they're really good at what they do, they kind of don't have their own identity, and it just sounds like Morbid Angel or whatever. And as good as they are at mimicking that, they haven't found their own thing yet. Their own niche. Where a lot of the death metal bands, yeah. yeah, the stuff I like might sound like something, but they have their own. Um, quality that makes them stand out whereas Skeletal Remains is just a, a solid band but they they just can't get over the hump because they don't Vader have has that same thing. problem Vader has that same problem to me v- Vader put out an album this year and I oh, totally glossed over it because yeah. it, it just sounded like which you normally you'd go well that's good that it sounds like a Vader album but yeah. it, it, it just it, the timing that it came Vader's out Vader's been pumping them out too like, yeah well that, like, yeah, that's it. the other thing yeah, yeah. so like I don't know but yeah so there's a couple bands that got glossed over this year yeah. because yeah. of the same reason so, I mean, the second half of my top ten, like the first half of my top ten is like, no doubt, these are the ones. And the second half is like, well, I could flip these out with a bunch of different things. I'm not going to lie. My top two are, uh, my top five are all albums that ha- had an impact on me this year. Mm-hmm. My top two were the two that were legitimately 1A, 1B, and then everything else could have been mm-hmm. placed around at different times if you had asked me. And even honestly, the, t- the bottom two, I would say like 10 and 9, I- 100% interchangeable with... 15 other albums yeah, on my, that's on my, how I feel too. my list. It just, it's however I felt when I was writing this list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that's, I, I feel what you're saying with that. That's a good explanation on a band like Skeletal Remains because yeah. they, they are like that. And there are a lot of bands like that put yeah. out albums this year that yeah. just not, weren't bad albums. Were very, fuck, Lamb of God is a huge band and that's, they have that same exact problem. It's uh, that new album, it was perfectly titled. Lamb of God because it is the most Lamb of God album of Lamb of God. Like, didn't even bother. It's not a bad album. It's actually very. I like it. It's solid, but it's just a fucking. It's an album. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know how else to say it. I listened to it actually when I was putting my Christmas lights on my um, my 
gutters last week. And I, it was good. It was better than I even remember when it first came out. But they were just, I don't know. I want to be wowed. You know what I mean? Like, so a lot of my top 10 this year were bands either I found this year or something that, if it is a bigger band, it like had an impact. You know what I mean? So, uh, anyways, um, number nine for me is a band called Hellraiser with two R's at the end. I've talked about this band. I've played this band a couple times on here. It's a one man band, Sal from uh, Cursed Moon. Um, this came out a couple weeks ago. Uh, honestly, it would have been in my top five if I had a little bit more time with it. Yeah, I, I really do enjoy this album a lot. It's in the vein of Midnight. It's in the vein of Thrash and Roll. It's like um, you guys would both enjoy it a lot, I think. And it's a little <laughs> more raw. Like the guy's vocals are just kind of silly, but that's what makes it. It's so mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain. I the remember album. liking what, when you played it. Yeah, uh, we opened a song uh, show with an interlude like a couple weeks ago. It was that weird like like I don't know, like new wave. 80s thing yep. or whatever. Yeah. Two or three shows ago, I think. Um, I just, I like the album a lot. I, I really enjoy this. Uh, and it kind of came out of nowhere because, I don't know, just did. But um, that album could have been, the name of the album is called Life After Death. Also, briefly, if anybody that doesn't know this music would look at the bands I had put on my list, you'd think I was just obsessed with death. Because, <laughs> like, every, every band has something to do with that in the name of the album. But go ahead. All, All right. right. Cool. Uh, my ninth one is Obsidian Kingdom. I played them, I think, two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, they're kind of new to me. I don't know any of their older stuff, but this album in general just kind of sank with me. You know, it just kind of resonated. So I threw it on the list. Uh, the name of the album is Meat Machine, and it came out in September. Meat Machine. Yes. All right. All right. My number nine is Circle of Ouroboros. They are a Finnish okay. band, so I'm not going to try to say the name of the album. Vilmanin Joksu, <laughs> something like that. Just look them up, yeah. They've uh, they've been around since 2004. They have 18 full-length albums and 10 EPs. Jesus and, Christ. And uh, I don't know, probably another 10 fucking demos in that time period, which is insane. And uh, they are black metal, kind of on like, not necessarily Norwegian. It's more of the Finnish style where it's a little bit more um, atmospheric and depressive. Um and they're all over the place. Sometimes they'll release an album and it's straight black metal, and the next one could be like real folky. So they kind of just do their own thing. Haven't you been listening to them for a long time, Ray? I feel like you've shown me them a lot. That maybe that or you. I think you played it. I played them. I know I played them a couple weeks ago when we were going through top songs of the year. But I think I played them before that also. Yeah. I know I know that name, and I know I've heard their songs before. I just can't remember how how I've listened to it. Uh, nice. Good to hear that that one uh, made an impact. Uh, my number eight is uh, it's a solo album. Uh, it's a guy named Greg Pucciato, who's the lead singer of a bunch of bands. He's in a bunch of stuff. He might even be in another band that makes uh, <laughs> makes this list later on. Maybe. Yeah. Might. Um, he uh, is best known for being the singer of uh, the Dillinger Escape Plan. Um, he's also in a side project band called The Black Queen, which I fucking love. I've talked about them and played them on the show. Ray played a song off this album a couple months ago, uh, Deep Set Eyes, which is one of my favorite songs on the album. Yeah. This album is fucking wild. It's this an- almost made my list, but I didn't listen to it enough yeah. to actually warrant it as yeah. a I pick. get that. Yeah. So. And it's a fucking wild ride. Dude, it's an hour plus long. Yeah. For, what, 15 tracks or whatever? And it's all over the fucking place. Like, it, And it's production-wise, it's phenomenal. It sounds amazing. It has everything from like '90s grunge to like almost has songs that sound what could sound like '90s Marilyn Manson mixed with like Soundgarden, and then he'll go from that to like 
Nine Inch Nails, New Wave, Pop. Like, it's fucking nuts. And then there's, like, acoustic stuff. Dude, if you want to fucking have a weird night and pop an edible, dude, I'm telling you, Steve, check this album out. It's fucking awesome. The name of the album, sorry, is that what you're going to ask? Yeah, yeah. It's called uh, Child Soldier, Creator of God. Fucking wild ride. It's and a, the name of the band album. is what? It's just the guy's oh, name. the guy's name. Greg yeah. Pucciato, okay. yeah. Just, I mean, it's it's a fucking... Well, afterwards, a, I'm going to screenshot club. mine, and I'll, I want you guys to yeah, screenshot yeah. yours, and I'll, yeah, I'll check sure. it all out, you know? Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely... Because there's some stuff... That's the other thing. I want to be able to make sure I, I read through it all. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I'm glad that we... Hey, look at that. Me and you had something in common for once, right? Yeah. Uh, we actually had uh, something... And I, I'm not going to lie. It took me... It almost didn't make it in the top ten, because I didn't listen to it enough either, because it's not an album that you just throw on lightly yeah um but yeah go ahead all right uh my number eight is a band called Silosis, and uh the cycle of suffering is the album and what did this come out in february and this is kind of on your page i want to say it's kind of got more of uh like a groove but you've played them on here haven't you uh i believe the reason i got into this band is because mike jakes played them on the show okay okay i knew i heard the raged out What's that? Is that when you raged out? No, uh, no I don't think that's when I raged <laughs> I think that out. Was the, I think that was the episode that he was conscious for. That was like a yeah. year ago. Either no, way. Uh... Yeah, they're more of like a technical kind of, um, not really deathcore, but almost kind of. Yeah, they kind of have like a heavier element, but some of their stuff is kind of mellow at the same time. Yep. So, uh, yep, this made my number eight. Cool. Didn't expect to hear them in your, your top. Yeah. Uh, my number eight is Lord Vigo, Das de Noir. <laughs> Nice. Uh, from Germany um, I just recently Got acquainted with them I had no idea Who they were Never heard of them I saw it on You posted the Banger, Banger. TV Banger And I had seen it Before that And I checked them out And I ended up Liking it a lot And uh, late edition But um, if I had more time With it It might have ended up Higher I remember liking the song You played a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. So I, I know I got It's got a little bit Of everything it's, it's Doom But it's kind of A quicker pace Than normal Doom There's a little bit of typo negative vibes throughout the whole thing it's it's melodic um you guys are both probably like it cool yeah that one i have to remember checking out because i remember i watched that that review because yep. i want to see what they had on their list and uh when that popped up i was like oh yeah shit steve fucking brought this up so that's something i'll have to keep in my radar uh number seven is a band i found this year called black angel and the name of that album is kiss of death another band that has death in the name um this band is 100% goth new wave. Um, I definitely played one of their songs when we were doing the deck shows. I don't know if it's aired or not. That one might have been one of the ones that got held up. Yep. Um, I know you liked it, Steve. You'd love this band in general. Um, this fucking album. I actually found this because of the chick that makes those candles, this uh, Dina. She's like super goth. <laughs> so she listens to you. Yep. This band's fucking awesome. They're from they're from uh, America. That I know, but they you wouldn't know it. They sound like they're from like Europe or something. But very very good album. They put out one last year too. That's actually really good also. Um, so if they stay on that path, like every album, they've only have two out so far, and both of them are fantastic. This album fucking is great. My brother loves it too. I showed it to him, and it made his top ten. So Black Angel, Kiss of Death. Go ahead, Ray. All right, my number seven is the new Blue Oyster Cult album. Oh, yeah. Every track on this album is pretty much solid. The name of the album is The Symbol Remains. Um, it's just a solid album. So No joke, I was hammered last night. We had a little wash party here for my family. It's a long story we'll get into later. <clears throat> um, but my mom was here, and we, I was trying to show her some new music because I'm trying to teach her how to use Spotify. Yeah. And fucking... Uh, I was like, yeah, all, all kinds of bands have been putting out music. Mom was like, fucking Blue Oyster Cult put out a new album this year. 
the yeah. fucking blue oyster cult that you know like I went off like I was yeah. like you're gonna fucking love it it's so good but uh, yeah so I just wanted to bring that up that cool. you uh, you were brought up last night because of that yeah. so your ears must have been ringing I actually figured that was gonna be higher up on your list yeah I'm not gonna lie I thought it would have been too. it was a cross between something else but I kind of narrowed it down I figured it's gonna make the list either way yeah you played like two or three songs off that album this year didn't you yeah At least I played two. The Alchemist and Stand Up and Fight yeah both yeah. songs I remember being really good and yep. being surprised both times that that's who it was yep I gotta look that album up yep yeah, I haven't listened to the whole thing either. I had a, a song in my new release radar that I was surprised it was them, and I ended up liking. And I think it's one of the ones you played. Yep. But I haven't gone back and listened to the whole album yet. It's definitely worth a listen. I picked it up on vinyl, too, just because I nice. said, fuck it. Might as well have it. Nice. All right, my number seven is Eternal Champion, um, Ravening Iron. I was going to ask if that was going to make it. I tried looking it up. It's not on Spotify. It's no, it's easy. not. It's only on YouTube. They, their last album wasn't either for some reason. I wish bands would just say, just put everything on Spotify. But um, yeah, this uh, I, this was one of the ones when we did the show when we were looking forward to uh, twenty twenty stuff. Yeah. This is one of the one of the ones. It only came out a few weeks ago, so again, I haven't had tons of time with it. But um, I love the last album, and I this one's probably a little bit better actually. Um, more time, it probably would have been higher up on the list. It's this just, was in that banger TV top ten. Also. Yes, it was. This is basically just uh, like traditional like heavy metal basically so yeah. you would probably like it you you would probably like it too because it's got a, a whatever um, you played i remember really enjoying yeah and yeah. i tried looking this album up the other day and that's how i realized it wasn't on spotify yeah because I, I wanted to listen to it so this is definitely a, like my this is something that i would enjoy too i know yeah. i know it is you might not like the lyrics because it's real like fantasy oriented like even dungeon, if it's dungeons and dragons yeah but see oriented. that's okay if it's the right vocals behind it yeah it's when i have a problem is when it's like uh like when he listens to that fucking shit with like flutes and they're dancing through the fucking forest and shit and fair like i can't get into that no this is like straight up heavy metal yeah that doesn't bother me at all almost, I, almost power metal dude that wizard wizards and demons album almost been my top 10 list this year and that's yeah. as fucking fantasy like whimsical as it gets you know yeah. i'm 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 getting a little more like I'm getting old, guys. I have gray in my beard. I'm starting to enjoy bands like Demons and Wizards. We got problems. It's not a problem. That's a good thing. I don't have hemorrhoids yet, luckily. But you never know. That could be next. Never know. <laughs> so, don't uh, jinx yourself. Right. My number six is a little-known band called Hatebreed. Uh, they put on a new album. It only came out a couple weeks ago. So realistically, this album probably could have been higher on my list. I'm a mark for them. I don't fucking care if I'm a meathead when I'm at the gym listening to them. It gets me through tough times. All their lyrics are fucking positive. They have great messages behind a lot of what they're singing about. Jamie Joss is the hardest working man in fucking heavy metal. That guy is all over the fucking place. Um, album's called Weight of the False Self. It's a solid album. It's one of the best ones they've put out in a long time. Um, when it first, first dropped, I was like, eh. But the more I've listened to it, man, there's some fucking bangers on that album. Like, fucking bangers. Do you ever get, like what we talked about earlier, oh, it's, it's a hate read album. Do you ever get with like that? When, when it first dropped, that's exactly what happened to me. The yeah. song that Ray played a couple weeks ago, the solo, that, the first solo, the name of the title track of the album, yeah. that song is actually the worst song on the album, in my opinion. Like, now that it's out, it's not even a bad song, but it's boring. Mm. Like, it's it's so fucking hate breed. Like, it's everything you'd fucking think it is. Mm. Um, that's why it's a single. Yeah. There you go. But it's, but it, um, it's not a it's not a boring song. It's a good song, but it's boring because like there's they they took chances on this one. Mm. There's a song I wanted if we were gonna play songs off of it. Uh, my favorite song of it is uh, a streak a streak of red or a stroke of red, and the song opens up. It sounds like snap your finger, snap your neck. Mm -hmm. Like it literally sounds like fucking like '90s 
like thrash. It's I don't even know how to explain. Like real heavy, thick bass. Mm. They have a couple songs that have solos in it. This band doesn't fucking solo, dude. Like no. they do not. And there's a couple songs that they do it. Josta really has learned how to like harmonize his vocals mm. and like learn how to use his range because on his solo stuff he can like sing. And um, the band that he did with uh, uh, Kirk Weinstein, I can't remember the fucking name of it right now, but. Which is that's a sacrilege. I drank a lot. Last Kingdom night. of Kingdom Sorrow. Sorrow. Yeah, yeah, thank yeah. you. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. He can harmonize in that too. So they're they're like, actually, this album was supposed to come out earlier in the year, but because of COVID, they pushed it back. And mm. I I don't even think they were originally going to put it out at all this year, but um, they ended up deciding to release it. So it, that's another thing that happened. Like it kind of, <clears throat> I don't know. I was really looking forward to it because I knew about it from last year. And but yeah, yeah Hatebreed, good album, solid album. If you want to go learn how to punch people in the face and lift heavy uh, heavy stuff, go do it. Go ahead, Ray. My number six is Testament, Titans of Creation. That's a fucking great album. It's a solid album. That's a fucking I very good album. Didn't even bother to check it out. Yeah. It's one of the best ones they've ever yeah. written. It's it's up there with, I would say that it's up there with, uh, what's the one from two or three two or three albums ago? The one that has like the 9-11 song. Formation of Damnation. That fucking album yeah. is unreal. Yeah. That's one of the best albums in the fucking the last 30 years. Yeah. And this one's not far behind it. And I, this, this album shreds. So it's, I, it fucking it does. I, uh, You're not wrong. I I'll was, have to check it out. Testament's one of those bands where, it, like, I own a couple on vinyl, but I never really like completely dove into. Yeah, their newer stuff. Some I, of their early Testament's really good too. The problem is they got they got hoodwinked by doing uh, like the big, like when they got caught in the the whirlwind of the Metallica Black album. Yeah. So their studio made them put out a fucking like a something similar a polished album not even a polished a polished but there, a lot of bands that were heavy got affected by that when fucking the big big wigs want all, oh, yeah. everybody wanted to fucking uh, make it the black album yeah what I mean, you, even even what, death angel kind of went what do you call that I'm, see my brain's not working today because i normally i'm quick but what a ballad, ballad like, yeah. as soon as they put yeah. out a ballad they've even talked about it like in like their interviews and stuff mm-hmm. as soon as they put out a ballad like that was the end of the band and then chuck yeah. billy left and fucking so there's stuff in the 90s like it's not even worth listening to i don't think but fucking though everything's from that album, the formation of damnation. Where he was just like that album fucking rips, dude. Mm. It's heavy and it's fucking it's a gnarly fucking album. The one after that was that the something snake brotherhood of the snake. That was yeah. a pretty good album too. And then there was one at the third album, the one between those two. I didn't think that one was all that great, but this new one is fucking fucking Alex Skolnick riff god man. That dude fucking shreds yeah. and it's heavy. Like this shit is fucking. This is where good production comes in because this it like punches you in the fucking ears. The drums are amazing. It's it's a full album. It was close to my top ten, but it's a I didn't listen to it enough to be to get it in there. But I'll have to check that out. Yeah, I think yeah. I talked about it more for you. So. Yeah, <laughs> but that's that's, <laughs> that's kind of fun part though. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, what are we on number six? Right. Yeah. Uh, yep. All right, six is Lamp of Murmur, Air of Ecliptical Romanticism. Uh, I played this couple weeks ago also yeah, straight up black yeah. metal um but the, the he's a little different it's a it's u.s black metal and it's a little bit different because he'll break out into some like traditional heavy heavy metal riffs and shit instead of just you know the regular tremolo picking and yeah. all that that you'll see you'll see in black metal so it's a little bit different uh also new to me they i think yeah this is their first um full length they put out four demos last year or three demos, one this year, and a full length. So they're a relatively new band. Yeah, I think it's actually a one guy. Okay. Okay. As all black metal seems to be these days. Yeah. They some, can do it nowadays. Some it's dude easy. in their mom's basement. That's how the recording sounds. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like they fucking they they tie a, co- a 
two coffee cans to a string, put one of, uh, <laughs> in like another floor and fucking put them. I might just have to get myself a mixing board and start my own shit you down in my could. parents' basement. Dude, could. no <laughs> joke, you can get one of the small ones. It's not hard. You can do yeah. four-track mixes on your fucking phone. Imagine if you can have my parents just upstairs. Here. <laughs> Gail, shut up! <laughs> Hey, Malcolm. Get me some fucking cookies. The, the best would be like you, because you, you know, there's so much like like classical acoustic on fucking albums like that. Like Ray could have his dad play a fucking nice, like, <laughs> like not tell him what it's going on. Yeah. Hey, dad, do me a favor. Write, uh, play like a nice acoustic for you know, like one of those God songs that you play, and then have fucking you behind it going, "I vomit on God's child." <laughs> <laughs> That's so, so good. Yeah, that's what you should do. You should hood, you should fucking honey dick your dad into becoming a fucking black metal artist. And then Imagine fucking... if I got my dad and some fucking spikes on his arms Woo! and shit. Good callback. That was an episode name back in the I day. Remember. You're welcome, yeah. guys. I'm trying to fucking pull. I'm trying to get my brain working again. It was it was a, it was a rough go of it. We'll put it that way. Uh, all right. So anyways, number five. This is where it was tough. I'm not going to lie. I did have a hard time figuring out my top five. This album almost... While I was in line waiting for my two double cheeseburgers and one chicken junior at Burger King today, I had I switched this with my number three and was going to play a song from this album. I really enjoy this. This is a band called Drain. Uh, I played them early this year. They're a brand new band to me. This is their first full length, I believe. It's called California Cursed. Pure, like, four to the floor hardcore. Like, fucking love this band. I think I liked it when you played it. Yeah, they're thrashy. They almost have hints of... Um, Suicide, suicidal tendencies. Like, there's a lot of that in this. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the bass slaps is a really good audible bass in it. The drummer's really good. The guitar work is like thrashy, but like, but hardcore. The breakdowns are fucking hard. Um, the vocals are like are like up tempo, upbeat. Just, I love working out to this album. This album, when I am able to go to the gym, Gina, uh, I fucking listen to this album a lot. Um, fuck, we know what we should have done too. We put this together before. We should have come up with a couple tracks to, to tell people to listen to, but whatever. Go mm-hmm. check out the album. Drain, yeah. California Curse. We could do that when we do honorable mentions and shit next, yeah. Year, next week. Yeah, because yeah, it's, man, fucking what an album. And, it, and it's polished and well done for like a band's first go of it. it it's, it's really, really good. So, Drain. Go I ahead. could also make a Spotify playlist with a song from all of our albums and just like throw it throw up. It we up should there. do something like that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we we could we should do something like that. It make it honestly would make sense that we can go back and fucking check mm-hmm. it all out. We'll work on that. Yeah. All right. My number five is Sirith Ungle, Forever Black. This album came out the beginning of twenty twenty. Yeah, you were really hyped in this. Song, and I think uh, I you say. good album. Uh, just one of those bands that you don't expect to put a fucking album out. They haven't put it out an album in what thirty years. <laughs> yeah, it's it's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, but it's good. So. I haven't checked it out. Why? I don't know. I love them. Yeah. Um, that guy's vocals like still sound the same somehow. Yeah. And he's got that weird fucking. He rasp. never really kind of fucking uh, ruined his vocals of you know what I mean. It was not like you know like a black metal vocal where you, you know. It is a weird style though. Like it's a it's a sing, but it's like a real raspy kind of like screechy yeah kind of thing. And he sounds exactly the same thirty years later somehow. So that's pretty good. Yeah. Definitely worth checking out if you like some old fucking old traditional heavy traditional metal. Traditional heavy metal, basically, yeah. Have you ever heard them, Ed? He played a song from it earlier on. I I remember the name. I don't really remember the song. So yeah, I, yeah. that's something I would I'd have to go like when we do the screenshot and mm-hmm. share with each other. I'll go back and check all these bands out. I'll give them all a listen. Yeah. 
It's, it's worth it. I'm, I'm, I think it'll be nice, like, once you put a playlist together with, like, a yeah. song. It'll be, like, 30 songs or whatever, yeah. and I'll do the thing. That'll be just nice to fucking just random. play, random, yeah. just mm-hmm. let it go. It'll be, it'll be real nice for that. Yeah. All right, my number five is Black Curse, Endless Wound. Um, this was number one on my list for a lot of the year, but it's it's death metal, and it's real, um, it's real chaotic, so I tend... The stuff that tends to sit with me at the end of the year is more melodic stuff that you can kind of like you know groove to or sing along to or whatever that they tend to be the most memorable so that's what uh the top half of my list really is that's why that's why this one fell but uh they are um kind of a underground super group they're um, members of primitive man blood incantation spectral voice and chemist um primitive uh primitive man isn't that kind of like a stoner band they're kind of well it's more like um more like sludge, I would say. Oh, all right. Yeah. Like like a crowbar. Yeah. And chemist is kind of traditional Chemist's doom good. or traditional yeah. heavy metal, and blood incantation and spectral yeah. voice, obviously both death metal. Yeah. Um, good stuff. You guys probably like it. The vocals is probably what puts it over the top for me. I played him earlier in the year, and I think we talked about the vocals and how like he's real kind of manic, and he sounds like he sounds like he's dangerous. Okay. But I don't I don't think you ended up liking the vocals just because it was too like too, too weird. all over the place. I have a yeah. I'm a structure person. Yeah, I don't. I don't mind if things are a little chaotic because like a, a lot of hardcore and stuff that I listen to is like that. But it's got to have a purpose. Yeah, you know what I mean, like I don't know. The I music isn't it. really chaotic. Isn't really the right right word. He just sounds unhinged. I got you. Basically, I feel like I remember what you, for me. I feel like I remember what you're talking about. I feel like that was one of those ones where yeah, that it was, was early. I'd have to. I, I have all my notes on here. Yeah. Oh, I finally figured out how to fucking merge my notes from my other thing or whatever on this on this phone now. So nice. That was like a fucking nice. You have no idea. I was lifted off your shoulders. Yeah, no, it really was because like I have so much, so much notes. Like for, I have like passwords and shit saved on my phone. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like so, have, the, having to go back to two different phones fucking sucked. It's just me being a fucking old man and not understanding technology it was actually very easy <laughs> to do. I just was a fucking idiot. Um, all right, uh, my number four. This album I found a little later after it came out. It just happened to come up um, while I was at the gym. I was looking for some new shit to listen to when the gyms were open. <laughs> Hey, Gina. Uh, anyways, uh, this band is called Justice for the Damned. Fucking whew, what an album. Uh, the name of the album is Pain is Power. I fucking love this band, and I fucking love this album. Um, just a lot of little surprises, a couple little uh, cameos in the, in the album from other bands that I like. Um, it's hard to describe this one because they're, they're like thrashy, but like, they have breakdowns like I listen to. They're more in the vein of like an Acacia strain than they are like a testament. But they're, I don't even know how to explain it. They have like, they go from like death metal blast beats to fucking, you just got to hear the album. It's fucking heavy. It's a heavy, heavy album. I played one of their songs a couple of weeks when we were out, outside and I remember you guys both liking it. Um, it's just good, heavy metal. I don't know how really to even what to classify it as. They're from Australia. Um which a lot of good bands have been coming out of there. Yeah. <clears throat> so the fucking, the Kiwis are doing something right. Um, but yeah, it's, it's very, very good. I don't really even know what, what else to say about it. It's a, a lot of people that like I respect talked about it. And I just, it somehow got past me. Mm-hmm. And then I, I found it one day and Jesus Christ, dude, it's, I listened to this album so much for like three weeks. I listened to this three, four times a day mm-hmm. for like three weeks, dude. Like, and it, so it's, I'm kind of surprised that it's not a little bit higher. But I also haven't had enough time with it. You know what I mean? Because right. it was, I, I don't know. I, I needed to sink in a little bit more. It's 
it's a fucking good one, man. So check that out. Go ahead, Ray. All right, my number four is Enslaved Utgard. Uh, this one was kind of like a, a hit or miss with me between that and Blue Oyster Cult. I kind of sat high in the list, and I kind of had to like draw straws. Mm-hmm. And just Enslaved kind of, was on that banger TV top ten also. Yeah, I tried to kind of say, all right, I'm going to give it to Enslaved because I listened to the album more. Yeah, when, you know when it came out, so that's why Enslaved made it to my number four. But it's a solid album. Like I said, the new stuff's a little more progressive. I think yeah. uh, you liked the the last song. I don't even think you thought it was Enslaved. I think you liked it, too, when I played it, when we were out on the deck. I remember when you played it, I liked it. Yeah. This is another band I got I to gotta dive um, into. Their earlier stuff is completely different, but this is probably, in my opinion, better than the last album that was progressive that they put out. So this made my number four. Yeah, they've been doing the progressive thing for, for a, a while, while now. I yeah. haven't... Uh... That's another band, like, I own a couple old things. I haven't dove into the new stuff. I don't dislike it or anything. It's just... They kind of got progressive around Below the Lights. Yeah, That's yeah, when yeah. they kind of took off in that direction. But I've seen this album mentioned in a lot of lists. Yep. And I, I, haven't, I haven't personally checked it out, though. Yep. All right. My number four is... I still don't know how to say it. Mallow Capitan, Mallow Capitan, Mallow... What was the Good joke? Good Mallow Cup... Mallow Cup. Yeah. Oh, you, did you check them out? I checked them out. Yeah, I liked it. I want to dive more into that. So I'm going to be interested to, you know, get the names on the list so I yep. can dive more into some of that. They are from Slovakia. <laughs> um, mostly lyrical, like like local uh, local fairy tales and shit. And they just kind of add like a because a lot of I guess a lot of them I haven't. Obviously, it's in a different language, so I don't know the fairy tales. But I guess yeah. obviously. Uh, they're a little bit scary, like most fairy tales are when you listen to them Actually, when yeah, you're when an you adult. Into them. Yeah. <laughs> so they kind of add all these stories. It's kind of King Diamond ish in that sense. Um, name of the album is, uh, I'll try, Krupinski One. <laughs> I remember you had a hard time with that. John Krasinski? Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, you guys would probably both like them because it's, it's very. So Mallow Cup John Krasinski. Mallow Cup John Krasinski. Okay. Um, it's John very... Mellencop Krasinski. <laughs> Speaking of which, I was at, I go to the Seven Eleven over here all the time. That's how I get like my reins and shit. Yeah, and they have Milo cups like at the at the counter. I yep. haven't seen those fucking things in like I don't know how long. <laughs> right. No joke. I was there yesterday grabbing some grabbing some reins, and I like I, I was in line. I looked down. I was like I laughed so hard. I almost took a picture and sent it to you because of that. But yeah. I couldn't remember why. Like that was our joke, and yep. now you fucking brought that back up. There. I should have bought them for you. Fucking mallow cups. Who the fuck eats a mallow? It's literally a Reese's cup, but instead of having Reese's peanut butter, right? it's got marshmallow yeah. in it. Get the fuck out of here. Who wants to eat that shit? I don't even like Reese's. I, I do love me a good Reese's, but well, get the fuck out of here. If you put candy in front of me, I'm going to eat it. But yeah. if it's fucking Almond Joys. Yeah, no. especially yeah, yeah. Boogie Sugar. I can't, I can't do I love chocolate and I love peanut butter, but I can't mix them. I love Reese's. Really? Man. I nope. really do. I love Reese's. Hmm, can't so do it. I don't like either one when they're mixed. I even, dude, I, I like Reese's so much. My favorite are those big cups that they sell now. They got so much peanut butter in them, dude. Fucking dope. Oh, those are fucking. I don't like that. That's too overbearing. For I me. like that, man. I want to yeah. be. I want to be drowning that fucking gritty, fucking coarse peanut butter. How so, you guys feel about Cadbury eggs? I'm not really a big yeah. fan. Yeah. That kind of kinda, st- that kind of thing okay. doesn't do much that for me. That kind of grossed me out. You know what I like? Certain, I like you know? caramellos though. That shit's yeah. fucking delicious, bro. Mm. Frozen caramellos. Everything frozen. Yeah. All candy needs to be frozen. Yes. Frozen Nestle Crunch. No, it's even better than that. Frozen bunch of crunch. If you can actually find those now out of a movie theater, bro. You want to talk about a fucking good time? Yeah. You what are those square ones? That, what were they called? Chunky or something like Chunkies, that? Chunkies, yeah. But see, that's Chunkies. weird though. That's got like raisins in it or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I don't know if I can fuck with a Chunky. No? Noah's, Noah's a sleeper. 
York peppermint patties, bro. The older mm. you, those man, are good frozen. Yeah, listen. The older you get, the more Andy's candies are delicious. I'm not a, I'm not <laughs> a mint fan. I, I normally wouldn't be either, but for some some reason, it's a, it's a nice combo. All right, now that we're fucking talking about candy and wanting to shit our pants, uh, this is where we're going to get into playing the songs, right? So I'm, I'm not going to yes. say who this band is. I'm going to play it. This is our top three, everybody. So here's finally when the music's going to happen. I'm going to play a song. We're going to talk about it. Then Ray's going to play a song. We're going to talk about it. And then so on, and then so on, and then let me know when we're ready. You, we are ready.
feel like that song went well with that scene in Die Hard that we just watched. It did, yes. It kind of was uh, fitting, right? <clears throat> so, uh, I would imagine, give your uh, reviews on that song, and then I'll say who it is and what the song is. All right, I'll start it off. A uh, little symphonic to start. Vocals sound kind of black metal and kind of not at the same time. Production is super clean. Uh, there's a lot going on, and you need to have that clean production when there's a lot going on like that. Good guitar work during the bridge. Again, lots going on. Um Kind of stop there as far as notes go. Um, good song overall. I'll give it a uh, 2.4. Cool. All right. I put had a nice orchestrated background. Uh, vocals are a little distant, but fits the music. Has a dim you feel, but I'm almost guessing that this is the singer or project with the singer bleeding through or nothing like that. No. no? I, was, I, I was thinking Dimu too. Yeah. Uh, either way, the guitar was good. Had a nice polished black metal feel to it. I gave it a two and a half. Cool. Uh, this is a band called Night Crowned. Um, I found out about them. It just popped up in my songs you might like real early in the year. This album came out in February before the madness started. Yeah. That's why this actually ended up making it my top three. Um, I haven't listened to it much in the middle of the year, but when it came out, I was still able to go to the gym like normal. Like this is back when I was going to LA fitness and going to the fucking sauna and shit. I listened to this album like a motherfucker when it dropped. And then the world shut down, and I just didn't have the heart to listen to like certain things for a, for a little bit. Yeah, because I, I tied this to like doing what I like to do, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, what a fucking album! It it is pure symphonic black metal. It's like it reminds me of older Demu before they got too crazy with the symphony shit, which mm-hmm. I love the new stuff too. But like this reminds me more of like old. So like yeah, this it kind of reminded enough. me of the newer Demu on the the production wise production wise. Like like the way they had it, yeah. like it sounded more like new Dimio. I, I but like in a good way. Yeah, I like this. The name of the album is Impious Vium. Um, that song is called Your Sacrilegious Flesh. Cool. Um, I played a song off of this. I played Reborn, uh, which is the first like actual track in the album. Fucking early in the year, like when we again before everything happened. So I don't I don't know if you guys would remember this. I think you're thinking of um, Ray. There's a band, uh, the guitarist from Demu. Yeah, put out a, a like a death metal album like in Feb, uh, November, and I talked about that a lot. That's... Wasn't there a project though that uh, the singer of Bleeding Through put out with uh, Anal Mathrak that had something else going on? That's what I was thinking of. No, you're th- that, yeah, it doesn't sound like that yeah. at all. That is, you're thinking of. Um... Oh my god, that's not new. That's 2012. Yeah, you're... all right. I think, oh, no, 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 no. The guy from Anel Nathrak has a side project band that's all like horror movie stuff. That's what you're thinking of. Possibly. You're mixing yeah. it all up. Because I listened to, that's how I found what you're talking about. That's called uh, Let Them Die Slowly. Gotcha. Um, right? Is that what that is? No, Make Them Die Slowly. They put out two albums this year. And it's the dude from Anel Nathrak and like two other fucking people from like Europe and black metal. Yeah. But that guy did a side project with Brandon Chapetti. Back in 2012, that's, that's called. What I'm uh, probably mixing it that's up. called Suffer Well. So like gotcha. you're just getting all the the woven timeline yeah. mixed up, but um, yeah, that album's fucking killer, man. Uh, so all ahead. right, cool. Uh, Ray's next. I'm gonna jump right in. You guys ready? ready? When you are,
Ooh. back. Wasn't expecting that to end right there. No. Not at all. Nope. Which is totally okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was a little surprised that that was that short. But uh, right. interesting stuff there. All right, I'll kick it off again. Uh, ambient, ethereal, open. Uh, I really like the build into the main part of the song. I like that little Pink Floyd-esque guitar line. The vocals fit perfectly. This is good uh, beer and fire music. Good little bluesy solo to break it up before it went back into the main part of the song again. And uh, it was over. I was, I was expecting it to get a little bit more like trippy or something Well, it kind of, it, the whole album, it kind of plays into the next track. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Makes sense. Um, I'll give that a 2.5. Cool. I put a uh, slow open. Nice almost uh, like blues bass tempo that it was giving it. You know, like that, like, like that kind of a thing, you know? Yep. I like that in a song. Uh, has a great singer. I would imagine that's female, right? No. No, no it's not. I, was. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was a chick singing, um, so I was wrong there. But either way, the vocals fit very, very, very well. I'm not sure what the rest of the album holds for that singer. Yeah. But uh, if that's any idea on what it's like, I would uh, be interested in checking it out. Um, nice uh, blues solo work. Solid mood tune to relax to. And then it ended. And I was yep. gonna. I thought it was going to keep going. Um Honestly, if it was a tad, if it was a, a tad longer, I would probably would have given it a three. But it's a two point eight because it just cut shorter than I was expecting. Cool. So it sucks to like take points away from a song because it's too short. Yeah. <laughs> like it just is what it is. But it's I, also because the whole album's probably yeah. It, it like this it, album does track to track play into his, themselves. I probably would have given it a higher score also. Yeah. But you know, it's, it's it seems like it's probably a, the kind of thing you have to listen to as an album yeah. more yep. than songs. This is Cadaver. Oh, okay. I okay. played a bunch of shit from this, yep. you know, through this year. Um, either way, this made my number three. This is I Fly Among the Stars off the Isolation Tapes. And uh, just a solid fucking stoner type of album. So I was flying among the stars last night. Yeah, that's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I kind of can't wait to hear about that because this is going to be interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and by the way, we just watched one fantastic Christmas movie in Die Hard. Now we're watching a second. And believe it or movie. not, as my track was playing, it was I was going watching well. Hans Fall. Yeah. I was like, kind of like it was going it. well. Yeah. So we're going from one great uh, action Christmas movie to the probably the second best action Christmas movie, Lethal Weapon. And if you don't think this is a Christmas movie, you're a fucking idiot. I haven't seen hmm. it in a long time. I don't remember anything Christmassy about it, but uh, You'll see. I wouldn't be surprised. There might be a sh uh, there might be a little shootout. There might be. It might be a little shootout in between some Christmas trees. Okay. I gotcha. It's Christmas season, dog. All right. So we are ready. You're right. Yeah. Just shooting your pencil. All right. I got you. Ready to roll? Yeah. All right. Here we go.
Gibson being naked. Um, see, Steve, it's already Christmas lights. Yeah. I'll tell you right now, if I ever had a family and was taking a bath and my fucking kids and my wife walked in with a birthday cake while I'm in the bathtub, I wouldn't be happy about it. Yeah. Nope. That's awkward as shit. Mm-hmm. Very awkward. There wasn't enough bubbles in there to hide that dick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That big old hog. The fuck, especially Danny Glover. You know he's packing. <laughs> You know he's got a piece. He's probably gonna wear a glove on that shit. What do you mean by that? <laughs> yeah. Well, what I'm saying, what I'm saying, Steve is, uh, the stereotype is pretty much true. He might be a chocolate fellow. Yeah. Gotcha. And I'll tell you what, his older daughter, hot. Yeah, I think so too. Oh yeah. She, I 100. I always thought that. In I don't remember what she looks like. She she was the one that was like she was the one creeping the on the bathtub. Yeah. She'll okay. see her in a minute, but yeah. she's. I think she's a fucking fox. Nose hot, Tatiana Ali. Fucking yeah. fresh press, dude. Mm. She held up well, man. You know who didn't? Yo, Hillary. Woof. Oh, Hillary. What yeah, the fuck, Hillary. man? Not good at all. You know who looks good though? Vivian, the fucking original Vivian. Yeah, yeah. The one, you know, like I didn't realize that that's what happened. That was actually a really good reunion. It was. It was, it was interesting. Uh, anyways, we'll talk about that another time. Who but, wants to go first? Um, you can go ahead. All right, I put has a spooky Halloween vampirish black metal feel. I like the high pitched scream. Uh, she dive bombs off the roof perfectly to the lead. I thought that was uh, awesome. Weird chimes feels like the boogeyman is coming, and he is back with some heavy weird chants. Uh, this one had some good stuff. I gave it a three. Cool. Um, so let me just get to uh, – I'm pulling up my, my next song just so that we were ready to go. Um, mm-hmm. My notes go like this. Got all the smartphones and how you can bounce between everything, right? right. It makes the life a little bit easier. Um, so – my notes go like this. Basement black metal, wild vocals kick in, and I can't help laughing. Uh, that fucking screech or whatever that happened, dude, I legit 100% started fucking dying laughing. And it was like, right. As you're laughing, I'm looking and I'm thinking that my notes got erased. And I'm looking up and I'm like, what the fuck? Everything that I did, like today, writing notes for you guys' albums and shit. <laughs> You I was like, was you gone. motherfucker. And I'm, I'm sitting there laughing like... You're laughing that. because something's funny in the song, and yeah. I'm thinking that you're laughing at me no. because of some reaction that I'm having. Yeah, no. Yeah. So you, I, you, were, you were about to pull a Dobby and try to knock me out because you thought I was laughing at you. <laughs> um, no, and then, of course, then you see that, that lady's titty, and then I started thinking to myself, what is up with her fuzzy bloomers that she was wearing? Mm. Them underpants were not flattering. Um, anyways... Uh, so then it goes from there. I put um, kicks in with some nice head nod uh, with a nice head nod riff though, and it like brought it back to reality for me. 
uh, vocals are more of a talking style than than usual. And it, like I, I put the song must be some kind of a story the way it's like laid out and the way that's structured. So probably what, is yeah. whatever he's saying is like a fucking journey. Um, uh, cool middle solo section. And I'll be honest with you, the song, because it's the production and everything, it wasn't bad. It was more of like the two and a quarter range. And then that fucking eerie, I thought it was ending, and that eerie Christmas bell thing with chimes, whatever was going on. Mm-hmm. And that shit brought the song way back up for me. So I ended up giving it a 2.75 because that end, like, that was fucking amazing. I like that cool. shit a lot. So, yeah, you, uh, I played, this is um, Hex and Brett, played them a couple weeks ago, and I played them before on the show. You mentioned the chimes then, too. You called them Christmas chimes. I did it again. See, <laughs> there it's you perfect. Go. perfect. Uh, name of the album is um, Dead German, so let me, let me uh, <laughs> fucking break out my German glasses. Zweit Boschwurung ein Kein Zutoten. Yeah. Okay. Name of the song <laughs> is La Tumba de los Muertes Vivientes. Nice. Yeah. Well, so Latin. Okay. So, yeah, it sounds pretty Latin to me. That's mixing it with German and Latin, huh? Yep. Nice. All right. And, uh, yeah, they put out a great demo last year. I, I was waiting for this one this year. This came out real early. Um, is this on Spotify? Yes. Yeah. Liked it all year. Um, it's one of those. If it was, if it was um, probably a little more American and can like sit in your memory better because of the, the lyrics being American, I would probably it'd probably rank higher. Gotcha. Uh, I said American instead of English. Hmm. That's right. I think there is a difference. Personally, I think we speak American. We don't speak English. I mean, realistically. Well, if it was like an yeah. English band, you'd True. have just more of an accented English-British accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. uh, even though it's... So it, Americanized it, is Even proper. though it is black metal, it's very melodic. So, yeah. you know, the melody stuff tends to stick more in your head. But See, when Steve? you have... Gunfight in uh, yeah, between Christmas that. trees. And a nice little bump of coke. A truck full of Christmas trees. You, your boy wasn't kidding. This is way more of a Christmas movie than Die Hard, by the way. I don't even remember there being fucking titties in this movie, but in the very first scene, there's titties. There's a lot about lethal. You know what it is? Because by the end, they were kind of silly. I think 90% of the time I've seen this movie, it was on TV. Yeah. I think that's why I never noticed the tits in the beginning. The first, this fucking movie is amazing. Oh yeah, yeah. Like people fucking knock, like don't realize how this used to be on TV all the time. Yeah, and it was all all the good shit was cut out of it. Yeah, yeah. This movie's fucking fantastic. You know, it used to be on even more. Was Lethal Weapon three, and that's not quite as good. It's not. Is that the one with Jet Li? No, that's so four. Oh, Joe right. Pesci, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the all, Joe the Pesci's, last three are. Yeah, yeah. He's not. This is the only one he's not in. He comes in number two. He shows up in number two, then three and four. Is he in two? Yeah. Leo. Yep. All right. I'm, yo, your boy. This was one of them five dollar bins that like the DVDs that had four movies on it yep. back in the day, and I used to watch this when I worked work third shift all the time. I'd watch all four of them all the time, going to sleep. All right, so if you guys are ready, I'm ready to go. Let's rock. All right, so my number two album of the year. Let's go.
That fit that scene very, very, very well. If anybody was was watching, I was not paying attention at all. It fit yeah. this entire fuck. If, especially if you know the lyrics. See, I know these lyrics, so this shit fucking uh, hits home real hard. Uh, but that's a story for another day. Uh, go ahead, Steve. All right, really heavy to start. I wish the main riff had a little more groove and that it broke out into a big groove. Um, I tend to find this vocal style very shrill, but there's a lot of meat on the bone here. Good little atmospheric section before getting to a very gateways of annihilation, morbid angel kind of riff. Um, good choice to go back to the atmospheric again to end it out. I like this a lot. I gave it a 2.8. Dope. All right. I put good groove, not bad overall, very atmospheric, not my normal cup of tea, but it wasn't bad. I gave this a two and a half. Okay. Um, this is the I'm, Acacia Strain. I knew it. Yep. Uh, this is from the new album, Slow Decay. Uh, this album, it was so fucking hard to pick between my number one album and this album. This album, obviously, I'm a mark for them, so they're going to be in my top ten. Listen, if, the, if they put out a stinker, I'm going to say it's a stinker. Like, it just is what it is. But yeah. this one happens to not be a singer. This album is fucking flawless, like, from start to finish. It's a fucking wild ride. It's crazy atmosphere. They really pulled in a lot of new things, new techniques in this album. Um, I think you'd enjoy this album a lot, Steve. Mm-hmm. Like, for real. Like, I really think you'd take this and fucking... There's so many different layers to this thing. Yeah. This song has grown to become probably my favorite song in the album now. The song is called... Um, uh, 1,000 Painful Stings. They released something that was on your year in last year, too? Yeah, they released the EP, an album. Right? They released an EP out, a surprise EP. So they worked on this album all year, like all year last year, mm-hmm. while they were on tour. In While they were touring, wrote an entire album on a fucking laptop in the tour van, like in between cities. Like the guitars, that, uh, the, so the thing you're thinking of, it's like one long song that's mm-hmm. like seven tracks or whatever. That I have. They released that the day after Thanksgiving, uh, Christmas, so that on the 26th. So that came out like super last minute. Mm-hmm. So that ended up on my like, uh, A, it's an EPB, it was super last minute. So that ended up in my like honorable mentions. Um, and then you guys listened to that whole thing. We did the EP listen along thing. Mm-hmm. This album, like, so that was production wise because it was done 100% by them. It wasn't even put out on their label. Like they put it out set, like on their own. You could see where they were going with that. And then they took this. And this one had like, some of this marketing I've seen in a long time. They uh, the name of the album is Slow Decay, but they released an EP every couple weeks with two songs on it, spelling out the word de- uh, decay. So they put out a seven inch for all of them, mm-hmm. and the fucking album artwork is like <sighs> a hand painted like scene. And you put them all together. Yeah, it's fucking wild. And uh, the the album the cover goes from like this really nice like nature bird scene, and by the end it's like a scorched earth. Dude, it's fucking wild. They like they did a really good job marketing this, and people don't do shit like that anymore. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, and on, on top of that, what's even crazier is this album clearly was written and recorded last year, and then they have this amazing marketing to put it all out. Um, and the lyrics from this fucking album 100% describe this year. So yeah. how it worked out that well is wild. But like even that, that song has a, a chick uh, named Courtney LaPlante. Courtney LaPlante she's from a band called Spirit Box that I just found out about mm-hmm. um, they're really weird creepy shit it's like her and her husband that make it it's like genty heavy but then it, it does a lot of weird chanty shit in the background it's really weird I've seen a lot of reaction videos to them and not that I've watched them but I've seen them in that like sphere of reaction videos yeah they're they're weird The I, I just started listening to them because they've been putting out singles lately and I like the couple things that I've listened to I like a lot but I'm not sure about it yet mm-hmm. 
And then when I realized that the, she was in that song, uh, also my favorite part of that song is uh, the fucking riding the the bell, the that that shit's dude. If you've ever played drums, that's so fucking hard. I love anything that does that shit. I thought I was hoping you were gonna hear that and fucking make a note of that. I think I figured because we always talk about percussion, I figured you would have liked that a lot. But I can go on and on about the album. The reason we'll get into why it didn't end up becoming my number one when we talk about my number one. So, uh, Ray, whenever you're ready, buddy. All right. Ready to go. Here we go. Romulus and Remus Hill Lived at the top of Washita Bend Mom died, they laid her down And quickly took to squabbling over this one's mind
That's perfect. My cat meowing in the background. Bumpy. A black cat. Coming in when it's hot. Goddamn, got a little crazy man, Gary Busey. <laughs> a lot going on today, fellas. Uh, I'll go. Uh, country folk tune. Love it already. Nice little steel guitar. Um, set in some great ambience. Vocals are great. Good story being told. Like the... Uh, like the uh, you know the the way it ended up with the storm sound in the background setting uh, to finish it off. This gets a big old fat three for me. I like this a lot. Cool. Uh, oh, hi, Paul. Real raw recording, but it sounds good. I like the sparse guitar a lot. Uh, mu- mood music, but I could probably listen to this uh, whenever. Ray bringing the fire pit fire tonight. Also a big fat three. Cool. This is uh, all them witches. Oh, I nice. listened to this album fucking. Uh, fucking shit ton since it came out this is uh the children of coyote woman uh this album almost got you to get uh into a fight with me in my truck <laughs> i guess but i wasn't really ray i was dobby at that point oh yeah, D- yeah. dobby wanted to hear this song this album so yeah. bad yep. that uh he decided to throw a hissy fit in the back of my truck one night yeah and then we put it on and it calmed it soothed the beast it did yeah you know, the savage it, beast it definitely did it was impressive <clears throat> solid album though i gotta give this album yep. a chance I gotta give this a shot, and I gotta give. Uh, well, we'll get, I don't want to. I don't want to get into what I want to give a chance to, because I don't know if it's on anybody's list. Yeah. There's a couple albums like that that slip through my cracks, slip through the walls. All right, there, Steve. All right, here we go.
Well, well, all right. Huh. <laughs> we reviewed it huh. for a second because huh. I was trying to get my, my Southern Rock on. Uh, Ray, go ahead. All right. I have, as I close my notes and open them out, and it slowly comes back. I put, has a barroom setting already. Uh, good vocals, catchy little slowdown in the beginning. Uh, 80s nostalgia, nostalgia feel. Uh, some sleazy lead. I gave this a 2.85. Cool. I put sleazy 80s metal right away. Um, vocals take a different approach than I was expecting. Sung a solid for, uh, for a, uh, like a good driving song. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I feel like this was... I don't know about the rest of the album, it's but a driving like, album. Yeah, yeah. It's, it had that feel to it, which is cool. Like some, you know, hot summer sun behind you, going down some fucking yep. back roads. It's just sounding like one of those tunes. Um, even had a nice building, like atmosphere section before the the lead into the solo section, which was actually pretty nice. I wasn't really expecting that out of this. Um, like the song as a whole, two point eight. I'm pretty much matching Ray there, so good, good, cool, good stuff. Yeah, cool. This is a band called Spell from Canada. Oh, I got one of their vinyls. Nice. Canada. This um, name of the song is Imprisoned by Shadows. The name of the album is Opulent Decay. Um, new band for me. Uh, I completely forgot about that album. Cause I, oh, you heard I think, I, I, think I looked it up. Yeah. I played them earlier in the year. I figured it would be something you were into. Yeah. Um, yeah, new band for me. Had no idea. I think they have a few different albums. This is the first I've ever heard of them. Apparently... Yeah. I haven't heard the old stuff, but from reviews I've read and stuff, people are like, this is where they like took a step up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's great driving music. There's like a 70s thing, 80s thing. There's some trippy moments in it. So uh, right down right down the line of things I like. Uh, very catchy. Uh, very hooky. Yeah. Um, good stuff overall. Cool. It's awesome. I'll, be, uh, I'll definitely end up having to check that out now. We're We've, have a nice so far, playlist. it's been an interesting uh, top three. Uh, yes, they're kind of all over the place. It'll definitely be interesting to put this all on a playlist. Yeah, somewhere. yes, especially the stuff that we didn't play because who the <laughs> fuck know? Like we're so also very different. Like so far, I'm really the only one waving the heavy flag, but that's okay. You know what I mean? That's okay. Uh, this earlier, my my stuff at the bottom of my list was more like like this, mm-hmm. like where you're playing here. So yeah. Um. Yeah, so now we're going to do our uh, our number one. Um, I'm going to play mine, obviously the rest. And then after that, stick around because we like to put ourselves through hell and make each other listen to our number one albums. And then we do breakdowns of the entire album. So if you're into that, um, if you want to know anything about these albums uh, more in depth, we are going to do an in-depth breakdown to close this show out yes. um, after we play the music. So stick around, listen to these last three songs, and then if you're into the uh, songs, you'll get the breakdown of the whole and i conducted a little experiment and i listened to their album sober and i listened to their albums on edibles i nice. kind of did a similar thing but that's just because i'm an asshole and i drink all the time so i haven't gone back and looked to see what my differences were in rankings but i'm pretty sure it's gonna be oh pretty... did you take notes for both oh yeah oh, oh i'm very excited yes. to hear this <laughs> i'm very excited to hear this especially because these like even though i said it yesterday it seemed like these albums were all going to kind of fit together and Oddly, they do, but man, vastly different music. Yeah, like vastly different music. All three albums. Yeah. So it's 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 going to be interesting uh, to hear the breakdowns of these. So um, uh, let me just make sure my volume's good and uh, I'm ready to go. All Let's right. Do Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Thank you. 
said. <laughs> once. <laughs> <laughs> Only once. Uh, yeah, I know Steve asked me while uh, the opening was going on whether we should just go into the whole breakdown, but I don't want to go that far, that long between songs. I feel yeah. like it just makes sense. Well, it'll be interesting because I will now have three different sets of notes for this song. Well, that's that's even more so why I want to hear it because it's going to be interesting yeah. for you. Yeah. Um, so you took notes to just now, right? Yep. Did you also? I didn't. I honestly was playing it in my head and I was looking at my notes and I said, I want to look into my notes and find out which one. I'm guessing this is track six. I don't remember. Uh, Judging by my notes. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so this is my number one. This is a band called Killer Be Killed. Yep. It's a super group. Um, I've talked about it at length, who they all are. Max Cavalera being the number one. I'm a fucking Mark for Max. I have yeah. a Soulfly tattoo on my calf. Uh, this album came out in November. Uh, November 20th. So it hasn't been out very long. But... Uh, I love the first album that they put out in 2014. It's been six years since they put out an album. Um, this was a surprise album. Like nobody knew that they even wrote and recorded this. It literally this just is got their dropped. second release, second album. Yeah. 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 Uh, it also has Greg Pucciato, who I talked about his solo album earlier in the um, uh, drummer from Converged, thing. the drummer con- from Converged, Ben yep. Kohler, who fucking crushes it in this album. Yeah. And uh, Troy from Mastodon is the bass player and also one of the vocals. So there's yep. three guys super that can group. sing. It's, it's a legit super group. Yeah, yeah. Um, this album, very different than the first one. Uh, very more polished, very more put together, more of a, of a ride. The other one's more heavy. It's more like like right to your face. Still has variances, but this is a fucking album. This fucking album is un- unreal. I love this whole thing. I can listen to this any fucking time at the gym in my truck driving around wherever and it beat out the acacia strain i listened to both of them the other day i had a little bit of a <laughs> discussion with the lady uh i had to walk outside for a little while in, my, in the cold so i decided to walk outside to the acacia strain with my headphones on and that didn't help anything yeah. and i decided to leave here and go to the beach and think because i needed to and then while i was at the beach finishing off the acacia strain album i was like you know what let me listen to because it wasn't that was number one until that night mm-hmm. then i listened to this album right after it and this album, it got me out of the dark river, boys. We'll just put it there. And uh, what if I, I think this fucking album is phenomenal? But I'm, I mean, it's my number one, so I'm gonna think that. Yeah. I'm very interested to hear the whole album breakdown in a minute once we get through all these songs. But very interested to hear Steve's three different opinions on yeah. the song. Right now, we're only gonna hear this very second. Yes. But uh, Ray, you can go ahead first. All right. Oh, where, where, did you? Do you want to do like a? a different notes than what you wrote down because we're going to do an album breakdown in a minute or do you want to kind of like offshoot it maybe you should just be like well, whether you liked it more well, an I hour took, or whatever. it took a pretty long notes for this song in All general right, go for it then. uh so i these put these are the notes from when you listened to the album this morning correct okay uh i put a chuggy intro slow build into a winding lead as the album goes on i keep getting an allison chains alternative mix with heavier roots uh, drums had a good background on this track Has a lot going on Wasn't expecting the heavier ending with the lead uh, A little bass funk in there too uh, The very end had a tool feel to me Like a repeti- repetitive ending riff uh, I like this track a lot I gave this track a 2.9 Cool oh, Real quick too The name of the song is From a Crowded Wound Yeah. I So I wanted to say that too And the name of the album is Reluctant Hero yep. So go ahead Steve uh, good atmosphere to kick it off. This is one that I really like the vocals on. Picking up the pace a bit now. Max come in and changes the mood. Back to a nice atmospheric section again. Uh, great cymbal work into a great breakdown section that runs the remainder and closes it out. Uh, there's some real dope bass underneath, which I believe Ray picked out also. I gave it a 2.8. Oh, 
Awesome. Cool. This is one of my favorite songs on the album. This song this song really like has come to fruition now. The more I listen to it, the more I really enjoy this song. And being it's like dead in the middle of the album, it like is a perfect fucking pace changer, you know? Um, so we're going to get into Steve, <laughs> Steve's picks. I'm interested. Well, I will find out in a minute. I'll, I'll, I want to know like where it fits in your, uh, when you liked it more, I yeah. guess. But we'll, okay. I'm going to find that out uh, in a minute. Um, Ray's going to play his uh, number his, one. A track. A track for my number one. Yeah. All right. You guys ready? Yeah. I'm going to take notes on both, just like Steve just did. So go ahead. Yeah. All right.
right. Was well, were those on the whole time? Yeah. Oh, good thing we didn't talk much. Right. Um, uh, man, I'll tell you what. Uh, we're gonna get into some notes in a second here. Go, Steve. Um, Hmm. All right, I put a uh, fast right away. Blazing speed. This band is a great spokesperson for cocaine. Uh, this is one of the more straightforward tracks on the album. Um, there's some tracks on this album that I um, that had like more of a like a ride to it. There's a couple songs that are just fucking like blazing through yeah right just non-stop right through and this is one of the more like cut the fat songs yeah um little chanty part uh, chanty part uh, near the middle that kind of leads into the solo is pretty cool um gives it a little bit of atmosphere to break it up and then right back into that fucking blazing speed this band uh goes for i don't know what i i don't remember what i uh, scored this song we'll find out when we know what the name of the song is uh earlier but um as this second i give it a 2.5 cool Yep, I uh, kind of feel the same way. It's one of the more straightforward ones, and it's actually one of the songs I like the least on the record because of that reason. I agree. Yeah, um, definite Angel of Death feel that starts it off. Yeah. Uh, I really hear the bass a lot more with the headphones on. Um, I think I already said this is one of the albums that I enjoy. Uh, one of the songs I enjoyed least on the album playthrough. Still a good track. Insane musicianship. Uh, good manic solo towards the end. Still gets a two point five. Cool. Yeah. I think I actually just gave it a better score this time than I did it when I listened to it before. So, I think you're right. I think with the head, I don't know, because I listened to it in my truck and then I listened to it on my Bluetooth speaker. Yeah. <coughs> so this is the first time I've listened to it with headphones. So maybe that was, I don't know, different. But. So this is a band called Butcher, and they're new to me, and I kind of just been listening to this album a shit ton, and they, I believe, have a 2015 album I've been listening to too. Is um. Did this come in late in the year for you? Or you've been listening to it for a while. Uh, I've been listening to this for about two months. All right, because so. I hadn't even even heard of it until I saw it on um, Banger TV's list, one mm-hmm. of the one of their lists, yeah. and then uh, I think I ended up checking out a song from it on here before you even brought it up. But I hadn't heard of it other than that until that list came out. Yeah. So, yeah, good stuff. Did you say the name of the album? The name of the album made me laugh my six, fucking six, ass off. 666 uh, Chariots of Hell. I can't remember. Six, 666 six, 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 six. Ghost Carry My Chariot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. As soon um, as I saw that, I was like, oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and this came out in January. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn. Fat Cat, you hungry? It's been out for a while. It's been out for almost a year, and somehow fucking I yeah. didn't hear of it. Yeah, I didn't even know the band before this year. I didn't so. either. I never heard of it before. <laughs> And to be honest, it's not just butcher; it's like butcher because yeah. it's that you it's with got the two, the two dots. dots. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, don't forget that, Ray. Butcher, <laughs> butcher, butcher. They must be German or something. I would imagine, Probably. Or Swedish or something. They're fucking something over there. Yeah. Yep. Um, all right, and then uh, Steve's gonna play his favorite track or a, a track off of his number one. Yes. Here we go. <sighs>
tell you something when you wake up still blitzkrieged from the night before and you're trying to write notes because you forgot to the night before and you're still clearly hammered at 10 30 in the morning and you're trying <laughs> to get, get your wits about you that is the last fucking line you want to hear 15 times but that doesn't mean i don't like it so, and we're gonna get into that in a minute i've just been dying to do Kali, Kali, Kali. i've been dying to do that all morning 
Anyways, uh, Ray, you go ahead. All right. I got a mellow track from the beginning. I love the vocals, both heavy and high pitch in this band in general. Uh, has a lead that plays off the synth really well throughout the whole album. Uh, it gets me. I give this a three. All right, so this band has such a classic feel. Uh, did he just say "kick it" to get the riff going? I don't remember hearing that. I'm without, sure. I'm he pretty sure. I'm pretty yeah. sure he did. Like right when in the very open. I never heard that before because I was listening to it in my truck and in my uh, while I was in the shower. Kind of funny if you did. I yeah. literally. I'm pretty sure because with the headphones on, you can hear that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he goes "kick it," and then all of a sudden it starts <laughs> kicking in. Uh, the vocals fit so well with the style. Um, it, it's crazy. It's, I'm kind of surprised more people don't do that like '80s and '70s sound with the black metal vocals mm-hmm. like that. Uh, then I put, ah, because I couldn't remember what song this was. And then I put, ah, Kali, 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 Kali. <laughs> and then I put, I have a love-hate relationship with this tune. Not in love with that chorus, but it still gets a 2.8. And we're going to get into my other my score that I gave it this morning when I was still a little toasty. I still love the song. Yeah. But now that I got to hear that Kali, Kali, Kali. There's a, many times in this album, which we're going to get into in a minute, where I for sure thought he was going to say something different in his, like, vocal approach like with this i kept on wanting to say coleco like coleco vision yeah i don't know i don't know it just i don't know anyways go ahead steve uh tell us what the name of the band and song is uh this is black magic ss the name of the song is kali and the name of the album is rainbow nights as we previously we've talked about them uh last week and uh, a couple times before obviously my number one mm-hmm. and eventually i don't want to say too much because we're gonna get into yeah, we're gonna do that the number now. one yeah. thing later anyway so yeah, so stay, stick around. My cat is, she's breaking into the, I'll be right back. She's, she's fucking fat. She's breaking into the food? Yeah, she's breaking into the food. Oh, God. She's, she's a fatty. Go lay down. All right. So we should probably go, if we're going to talk about our number ones now, we should probably go back around the same way we did. Yeah, Start yeah. off with you, to Ray, to me. Do you want to just, what I'll do, here's what we'll do. I'll name off the track. You guys give me your breakdown. Okay. You know, and then we'll, like, I'll name the track. You two give me your review on it. Then, uh, also, I have, uh, I would imagine you guys probably did it too. Like, you have an actual album score. Yes. Like, yes. Cool. Yeah. Right, I did that. I just, I didn't write out. the names of the songs. I down. was going to do that, but I'll get into that in a minute. I'll, I'll, that's okay. So just let me know what the track, I'll say the track yeah, yeah. number and that's then I'll, what I'll go on that. That's what I'll do. Um, so let me know when you guys are, uh, by the way, we're going to do this now. So if you guys are, uh, bailing on us, which is totally understandable, we'll see you next year. Get it. Cause the next show after this one is the new year show. Fucking lame. Yeah. Pretty lame. Uh, whatever. <laughs> Could be worse. All right. So now we're going to get into this. Uh, so again, my number one album of the year is killer be killed. Reluctant hero. Uh, the first song, mind you, well, we'll get into that in a second. The first song on the album is called deconstructing self destruction. Whoever wants to. Go with their notes first. I'll start. Um, I now, which, now, are you going to give us the sober first? And then the, the... I'll do sober and then... <laughs> okay. All right. Let me get that one up, though, because I wrote it on a different thing. I'll have to switch between them. Here's what, here's what we'll do. Time. Here's what I think you should do. Read the sober one, have Ray read his review, and then read the drunk one or the fucked up one. Okay. So You know what I mean? So that, that way it'll back up so you'll... Yeah, it'll, it'll, be, it'll, be, it'll be fucking funny. That right. way it gives you time to go back and forth, too. All right. So read the sober version of the song. All right, I feel like this is the one you played earlier in the year. It is. Uh, very Morbid Angel slash Gojira riff that kicks it off. There's a bit of a Chris Cornell thing going on in the, his vocal cadence. Um, and now that I know this is Max, I can definitely hear it. Um, good song overall. Didn't take a lot of notes on the music. I gave it a 2.4. I think Kristen must be home because 
Dogs are going to chime in the background. What was the score in this song? 2.4. Cool. All right, I put a good progressive opening. Uh, like the trade-off on vocals. Uh, lead was good. Uh, like the Alice in Chains harmonizing on vocals towards the end of the track, I gave this a 2.5. Awesome. Real quick, uh, before before uh, Edible Steve kicks in, this is my number one track of the year, by the way. Cool. When, we, when we did that top ten, that's why I didn't want to play stuff like that for yeah. me because this was going to be on there. Mm. This is 100% my favorite song that came out this year. Cool. All right. All right, there's that thunderous Gojira style riff again. I like this guy's. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, that's right. I forgot that you're doing. Oh yeah, I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I like this guy's high register and his growl, his in between voice. I'm kind of iffy on, um, but he's perfect on this song. Max plays second fiddle on this one. This should be a hit on late night metal radio if it wasn't already, and that's not a knock for the style. I would give it a three. For me, I gave it a two point six. Okay, so Edible Steve liked it more. Um. Actually, no. I don't think I did. I think I gave it. Oh yeah, I did. I you gave it two point five, 5 yeah, and yeah. then two point six on this one. Yep. So edible Steve. So one one win for edible Steve so far. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so next song is uh, called "Dream Gone Bad," which was uh, also a single <laughs> off this album. Uh, Sober Steve. Sober Steve. All right. I actually really like this, by the way. So this I just got to get to this it. This is yeah. the dorkiest thing we've done in a while, but I fucking, I'm eating it up so much. It's not even funny. All right. Hold on. I can't wait for fucking Edible Steve's version of Ray's album. That's I, did, I did Ray's first, so I have to scroll down the others. All right. Sober Steve. Uh, vocals are in a lower register this time. So far, this is coming cr- across like a modern hard rock track until Max comes in for a second and refreshes the track a bit. I don't hate this, but it's pretty bland and cookie cutter. I gave it a two. Okay. Good, I put I like the drums on this track as an up. I put upbeatness to it. That's a weird word. Uh, I gave the track reminds me of Baroness at times, but with a heavier that. vocals. Yeah, I get that. Uh, I gave this a 2.75. Cool. So so far you're actually you're digging it, mm. and you didn't listen to this album until this morning. Yeah. Okay. Now edible Steve. <laughs> All right. Whereas the first track was good late night metal material, this was generic late night metal radio material. It's solid though. This there's a nice breakdown towards the end, um, and raised it back up a notch to a two point three, which I think I also liked it better again. So Edible Steve so far likes to sound better. So we're learning something. I wonder how this pattern's going to end up. Drugs. Yeah. Well, I wonder. <laughs> I don't know if that says much about my picks, that you have to be drugged up to enjoy them. But <laughs> apparently that's well, something. Well, no, nothing less than a two so far. Yeah. So, on, on so far. We'll even see, we'll even sober. So that's good. So far. But that's only two songs. True. Uh, next song is Left of Center. And I know already Ray's going to give it a bad knock because he doesn't like that that term. What anything, is it? You don't like anything to do with left, so I know. <laughs> <laughs> I figured it. <laughs> I was waiting for a bad remark, but go ahead, Steve. Sober Steve. All right. Uh, this I think I said this before. Uh, he sound when he does his middle register, he almost sounds like fucking Dave Draymond. Um, <laughs> his hook voice is much better. Catchy hook. It's a good vocal performance, even though I'm not completely on board. Musically, I'm again finding this safe and cookie cutter, but solidly performed. I think the band is much better in its heavier moments. Two point zero. Okay. Me. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. I put. Uh, so far, the album seems like a different direction than their first release. Yeah. It's uh, I just put short track. I didn't really take too much notes. I gave it a two as well. Cool. Uh, good. Edible Steve. Edible Steve. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh boy, the the mid voice again that I'm not a fan of. You really hear the Max influence on the guitar on this when it gets heavy. This could be, even though it's not my thing, could be a big uh, late night radio track. Also, uh, 2.1, slightly higher edible. Still, <laughs> the trend is still going. Yeah, we're on to something here. Uh, I'll be honest. This is this might be my least favorite song in the album. Yes. So you guys aren't wrong with the lower score. Again, it's still in the twos. I would mm. I would put this close for like a two three two four for me. But this is my least favorite song in the album. It's not a bad song. It's yeah. just, I don't know. This one. There's something about this one. Like, if anything, they. I don't know. Maybe it's. Maybe I don't like being left of center. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, next song is Intercom from Outer Storms. Sober Steve. Sober Steve. Uh, this one starts interesting. Nothing blowing my socks off, but it gets away from the cookie cutter of the last two songs. Max kicks it up a notch, as he usually does. Singer does some growling, and he's very good at that. Uh, more of this, please. 2.5. Cool. This is, in my opinion, where this album really starts like gaining yes, speed. Yes, I agree. Yeah. All right. I put. Uh, I like the drums on the intro. Uh, song switches from a slow, heavy roll to an upbeat, heavy, Max-driven vocally on this track. Uh, has a soul fly feel to it. I gave it a 2.75. Cool. Uh, Edible Steve. Edible Steve. I love the calm open. Dope drum sound. Um, this is the best song on the album, if I remember correctly. I actually like the mid voice here. Here comes Max to snap me out of it. Vocalist is actually phenomenal, even though I'm not a complete fan. I gave it a three. Edible Steve. First, first three so far in the album. <laughs> Edible Steve is crushing it. <laughs> From now on, you're only allowed to listen to my house when you're fucked up. Uh, all right, the next song is um, Filthy Vagabond. Good. Uh, Sober Steve. Sober Steve. This sounds like a mishmash of things that don't go together. Dude's voice and DB drums don't go together, nor do the gang vocals that are randomly enhanced. There's a great groovy riff that shows up eventually but doesn't last long enough, followed by a nice bluesy solo, but it all feels like round pegs and square holes. 1.8. Hmm. Oh, so this is your least favorite. Technically, lower the yes, score. Yes. Okay. I put fast pace, like the little background punk feel. Uh, song switches it up, uh, and then the lead slows it down a bit. I gave this a two and a quarter. All right, cool. Uh, Edible Steve. This is going to be interesting. Yes, it is. Uh, this is still a mishmash of styles, but it makes more sense. Hi, LOL. Still not great. <laughs> There's a cool section near the end that's that's uh, very cool, but too short. Oh, and more that bluesy guitar solo again that I brought up. This just went from a 1.8 to a 2.5. That's a fucking big that's a jump, big jump. Giant that's a big jump. jump. That's not like a fucking fraction of a point. That's huge. That The second half, something about that last song just kicked it off the second half of the album for me. Yeah, no, well, that's th that song. Mm -hmm. I agree. That's one of the songs that changed, like, because the next one is the song I played today. Mm -hmm. So I think I think this album has a better second half. Even though I love the first song, I I really really enjoy the second half of this album a lot. Um, the next song we played earlier today. This is uh, from a crowded wound. All right, sober Steve. This feels heavier than anything on the album so far. Ethereal vocals fit the mood. Great groove when the pace picks up and then back into the crowbar, crowbar crawl. Nice cymbal work when everything drops out. One of few moshable moments on the album so far for me when everything comes back in and it rides out for quite a, quite a while. This would be great live. 2.6. Cool. All right. Like I said, I put a chuggy intro, slow build into a winding lead. As the album goes on, it keeps on getting Allison Chain's alternative mix with heavier roots. Uh, drums add a good background on this track, has a lot going on, wasn't expecting the heavier end 
with the lead and the little bass funk. Like I said, uh, the very end kind of had a repetitive tool riff almost. Like it, it yeah. kind of winds out. I gave this, like I said earlier, 2.9. Cool. Yeah. So obviously you like that song. Yeah. I figured you would like that song a lot. Uh, Edible Steve. So this one got three different ratings because I rated it a 2. Yep. You rated it. A, I rated it a 2.8 yeah, today. Two eight. Yep. Rated it a 2.6 sober. And as Edible Steve, a uh, super dope slow riff that builds and builds into some ethereal vocals. There's a sepulcher drum vibe when the pace kicks up, that little uh, like Latin kind of influence. Yeah. I wonder what I rated this sober. I don't remember this song at all. <laughs> Even though I liked it a lot, clearly yeah. I gave it a 2.6. Dope little break with some great cymbal work. Damn, this riff is hard. Now I'm not so sure about uh, what I thought was the best track on the album. A tad long, but still a three. So this got a uh, three. So you've given it a so, two point six, a two point eight, and a three. But Edible Steve has given two threes so far. Yes. To tell him. Okay. Yes. So we're we're figuring something out here. This is if this it it's interesting, and I, I'm really excited because this is a ride of an album. Yep. Uh, very interested to hear what you think of his with Edible Steve. That's gonna be funny. Um, and I like I like how. <laughs> I like your descriptions with with Edible Steve because yeah. like you, a little more descriptive. <laughs> it's not even that. It's more like here's it's more hip hop Steve. Yeah, yeah. Yo, dope little dope little bass track. Yeah, <laughs> it's just the two worlds are great. <laughs> I fucking I, I, I'm dying right now. Uh, all right, the next one is the Great Purge. <laughs> Sober Steve. All right, they're trying some different things here. First half of the album is cookie cutter, and they buried all the stuff they actually wanted to make for the second half. That's what it seemed like to me. Nice little trippy section as I'm typing. Some nice bass uh, by the Mastodon dude. First time I've really noticed him on the album. Uh, Max is so goddamn good. He's a highlight anytime he comes on 2.4. Agree with that last statement too, by the way. Like when he kicks into this album, it's fucking so powerful. Yeah. Good. Uh, Ray. All right. Uh, where am I? Hold on a second. This would be track seven. All right. I put... Uh... It kind of reminded me. It sounded like Chino on the intro, but it's probably not. Uh, yeah, it's just the three singers. The yeah. No, no. Uh, big weird track. Very slow lead and proggy section. Like the drum fills on this so far. This is my favorite track on this album. Uh, the pickup midway through reminds me of Max uh, doing like Fear Factory. I don't know why I put that, but it kind of had that vibe. I gave this a three. Cool. Yeah. All right. Edible Steve. Some Tool influence going on here. Then it gets a little trippy. I love the bluesy solo with all the ambient shit going on in the background. This is also way better than I remember. Some really dope Max-influenced riffs, 2.8. Cool. Uh, <clears throat> the next song is the uh, is track 8, I believe. It's uh, Comfort from Nothing. Go ahead, Steve. Um, I was ready to rip this until Max came on. Sounded like a previous song until then. Uh, Chris Cornell makes an appearance again, but not in sound, more in like the cadence. Uh, maybe a, a tiny bit of Lane Staley on the hook also. Another good moshable riff, 2.2. Cool. All right. I put, uh, didn't really take too many notes on this. Seemed like the most generic on the album to me. Uh, not a bad track, though. Uh, when it was ending, I thought it was going to take off again, but it didn't. I gave this song a 2. All right. Alright, and Edible Steve. This isn't my favorite, but it gets it's great for Modern Metal. Another great radio song. I love the max half of this as it really brings it from a great radio metal song to a good straight up metal song. Okay. If it goes, you know what I mean? I like, get what you mean. Yeah. yeah. So uh two point six. Okay. Uh next one is called Animus. Uh that's track nine. My notes were literally throwaway. One point five. <laughs> 
Yeah, this is just a weird like yeah, blast just, beat punk yeah. song. I just put upbeat and over. LOL. Uh, I gave it a two. Yeah, it was just I didn't you now. This is more almost like an intro, so yeah. I, agree I just took it. it for what it was. I just give it a two. Yeah, there's yeah. not much to the song. Yeah. Um, this I, know what this is? This is Max going. Hey guys, I have a couple riffs I didn't use for yeah, Sepultura. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys want to do a fast song with me? That's like, exactly what I thought. That's yeah, literally yeah. what this song is. He wrote a lot of the songs. Did he? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Edible Steve album would be better off without this. Not that it's terrible, just to throw away. Great, yeah. great bass when I can hear it. Uh, I gave it a two. Yeah, it's a, it's a, I didn't expect much out of that because it's yeah. not much of yeah. a song. Um, next one is Dead Limbs. All right, Sober Steve. I completely hate the hook hair and pretty much everything else outside of Max and whatever's going on when he takes over. This little break and ethereal vocals is a nice change of pace. Oh, look, I can hear the bass again and brought it up to a 2.0. Cool. All right. All right, I put I like the chorus on the clean vocals in this section on this track. A uh, good mix of mellow with the heavy on the whole album. I like how it's not overly heavy and more progressive. I gave this a three. Varying opinions on that one. That's interesting. Now, Edible Steve. Edible Steve. This is like a C-level late-night metal radio hit. A little bit uninspired. I think they're at their best when putting a little ambient in between the heavy and, oh, there it is, the ambient. Uh, dope little atmospheric section, and that bass is crushing. That ups the skull rating to a 2.5. Ambient Steve loves his fucking album. <laughs> uh, it's not Ambient Steve, uh, Edible Steve. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> You're not wrong. Uh, then the title track and final song in this album, the closer, Reluctant Hero. This is funny. Um... They're trying to create some atmosphere here, but it's not an atmosphere I'm really getting anything from. I didn't take notes outside of that. I gave it a 1-7. 1-7, one seven. One seven, all right. Good, uh, Ray. I put, uh, so far this track stands out from the rest of the album, relaxing me as I pack a bowl. Uh, picks up heavy, but not overbearingly. Uh, the effect on the vocals keeps giving me a Burton feel from Fear Factory, uh, which isn't bad. I put nice mellow outro. I gave is that this is this the last track? Yeah. Yeah, I put a nice mellow outro. I gave this a two point seven five. All right. I'm actually well. I, I figured you'd like this song, this album, right? But I'm su I'm actually surprised at how much like how high you rated it. So I wasn't sure what you were gonna think of this one. Yeah. Uh, Edible Steve. This got a giant jump. Oh boy. <laughs> I can't. Cool wait. atmosphere to start. I think the album had lost me at this point when I was sober because I actually liked this a lot. I'm pretty sure I ripped it. I'm an asshole. This is dope. Different headspace. Two point eight. One point seven to two point eight. <laughs> I was gonna. I was gonna say because like the first couple times I listened to this album, I, I it kind of lost me by this point. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. And on by that. the way, I like I said, I was smoking while I was listening to this. That's so. fine. I mean, but when are you not? So I, yeah. nobody expects. I would be more shocked if you were like, guys, I didn't drink or do any yeah. drugs for three days so I could listen to your albums. <laughs> if you were like, I'm so fucking sober, like I actually want to go to go see jesus like that's when i would worry about you the, the the day you decided to do two different fucking uh reviews sober and not is when we got problems yeah but like i what's funny is edible steve is the the difference between sober steve and edible steve is kind of like how this album grew on me this wasn't my number one album yeah until i like listened to it all fucked up at the beach the other night and it like certain things that i i didn't listen to, like certain things that you don't listen to when you're like working out you hear when you're just sitting and it surrounds you. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, when you get to listen to those little nuances, it really does change it for you. Mm -hmm. um, 
So, like, I get both sides of your review there because that's literally how I felt about this album. Mm-hmm. I was actually let down by this album when it first came out. And then, like, it grew on me because I was, I was hoping it was going to be more of, like, the first song. Like, I really like that. Yeah. <clears throat> and then it, it kind of gets into that weird trippy shit, which I didn't expect because mm. the first album it doesn't do that. The first album is, like, heavy. You'd like that album a lot. I think you'd actually like that more. Well, Sober Steve would like that more. Yeah. Edible Steve, I think, likes this more. But, um, so I guess what you said that you averaged your... Uh, yeah, so let's see. Did you average it through Edible and... I think I did. Yeah. If not, you can so just do it quick. Sober, <laughs> it ended up with a 2.2. Yeah. Okay. Ray, what was your uh, rating? I gave it a 2.8, and I gave it a little outro. I just put, uh, I was impressed with the production and the progressive direction the album took. Good. That's good. Yeah. So you'll actually, maybe you'll even like a couple of the songs and yeah. hold on to that. And I didn't do it um, edible, but we can we can do it real quick if you want. I have a feeling it's going to be in the two five two six range. All right, so it seems like you were two point six for the first track. Yep. Two point three for the second. So that's what four point seven. Two point one. So that's six point eight. Three. Nine point eight. Two point five. Eleven point three. Another three. Oh, you did it like that. Fourteen point three. Yep. Oh. If uh, I did it like 15. that, I'd have to add 17.8, 19.9, 21.4, 24.2. What's that divided by 11? No. I don't know how many how many tracks are in there, Ray. You, you know. 11 tracks on yeah. the album. I don't do math. I just look at some of them go. Fuck it. Let's see. Math, ladies and gentlemen. It's all good. Danny Glover's fucking. Those are some horrible shots right there. I definitely added it up wrong because it still came out to a 2 2. So obviously I added it wrong. We'll just put it this way Edible Steve for the win. Yes. I would think it would be in that like 2 Probably 6 2 7. Yeah, somewhere around there. All right, so we know that Edible Steve likes Ed's music way more. So now we know that. <laughs> that's, a, that's a win. I'll take that. For science, we figured this science. out. Science. So for uh, Ray, bring up the album and then read, read off the, the tracks and we'll yep. do this. We'll do this you. Uh, You're going to have to go first again because Sober Steve and Edible Steve. Yeah. I, I'm very excited to hear this. <laughs> well, I, I didn't rate the intro or really take any notes. Yeah, if we want I, to I just get, I, yeah, I skipped I that, that too. Okay. So if you want to just say what the intro is, that's an... Uh, yep, the intro is Inauguration of Steel. Yeah. And then it goes straight into Iron Bitch. Yeah. The only thing I put for uh, Inauguration of Steel is just an intro, really nothing to note, uh, so no score. Yeah. Uh, so then we'll go to All right. Iron Bitch. S- Sober Steve, Iron Bitch. Good guitar line to kick it off. Bass is very prominent. Great hook and great guitar within it. Good dueling guitars near the end. Some very Iron Maiden moments. Even some Van Halen-ish kind of moments on the guitar, 2.5. Cool. But comes out fast and hard, rips right away, pure thrash attack. If Eddie Van Halen wrote a song with Lemmy, this is what I imagine it would sound like. Uh, solid tune to kick off the album, 2.6. I think we tied there, right? No, yeah. what'd you get? Uh, 2.5, right? 2.5. 2.5. All right, yeah. so pretty yeah. close. Yeah. But then my notes turn into fucking basically what you said. Same Van Halen guitar to oh, kick it off. Oh, this is Edible Steve. Edible Steve. Okay. Same Van Halen guitar to kick it off. Hearing a lot of Motorhead too. Little bits of lots of bands. Good shit, though. Love that bass and cymbal work and the final scream. He's doing the rolling R thing, but very subtly. Hmm. Um, 2.7. Cool. Slightly higher. Not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a pattern here. Uh, 
All right. So the next song. The next song is 45 RPM Metal. Sober Steve. Great scream to start it off. There's a little more speed metal here than the first track, which was uh, way more like new wave of British heavy metal style. Mm. Um, I really like when the pace slows a touch and there's like an almost uh, Malmsteen kind of solo there. 2.6. Cool. But Cool Open has a, has a For Whom the Bell Toll feels like that gong or whatever the fuck that was and switches real fast. Is this Slayer? I'm just kidding because he's got the Tom Araya scream. Uh Song is designed to circle pit up a tornado. Uh, nice pace change into a ripping solo. 2.5 solo is what got it to the score. Otherwise, it was more of like a straightforward track for me. It would have been like a 2.25. But that solo brought it up, which cool. happens a lot in this album. All right. Edible Steve. Ah, I see what they did with the song title. 45 RPM metal. It's fast. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Revolution uh, for metal. Yeah. 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 Uh, great bass underneath the solo. Uh, great vocals for the style. <laughs> I made an epiphany while I was high. I can picture. Yeah. I've seen the edible Steve now. I can legitimately <laughs> picture edible Steve going, ah, yeah, quirky. <laughs> Two point eight. Cool. Oh man, there's something to edible Steve. Clearly, he likes music way better. Uh, I hear it very differently. Yeah. yeah. Well, I would imagine it. <laughs> yeah. It, it's it's like listening to something, even just having a beer, like you know. Mm-hmm. Uh. I put uh no, the yeah, next weird. track yeah next track uh metal strom face the butcher or butcher butcher and it's metal strom because it's got that fucking ooh, ooh glotz thing what the fucking <laughs> above it uh go ahead sober Steve this one starts off a little black metal feeling and it, then it breaks into like a black thrash attack uh great solo mid song with some insane bass work underneath I haven't mentioned the vocals much but they're prototypical speed metal vocals but done right uh two point four. I put slow and building uh, to a nice dive bomb and some more blisteringly fast riffs over uh, overall solid tune. So far in this album, they're like it's like right fucking at you. They're attacking your eardrums. Yep. There's really not a lot to take notes on because it's it's a lot of the same thing, but it, it it's done very well. Mm-hmm. I give this song a two point four because again, it's just so it's right at your face. There's really not not a lot of meat yet, but it does change, which we'll get into. All right, edible Steve. Um, intro sounds like I'm being marched off a cliff. <laughs> love that guitar slide. I love that the dude is blatantly yelling out the band's name. Oh, yeah. Crazy solo and the bass underneath is insane. 2.9. Cool. Wow. That's a jump, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 2.4 yeah. to 2.9. Yeah. I mean, that's... Fuck, man. That's almost a perfect score from a... Yeah. You know, real over, over average. Uh, yeah. Did you do... Sorry, I mean, I pronounce the next one. It's... Sentinels, Sentinels of, of death. death. Even though it's spelled, it's spelled with a D E T. It's spelled wrong if you're spelling the word death. The way we spell yeah. it, yeah. It's over there, wherever this is from, they yeah. must be from like Germany or something, or so with Sweden or something. Uh, Belgium. Yeah, well, maybe that's what it is. Belgium. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, uh, sober Steve. All right, this one kicks off with a short solo. Uh, reminds me of the thrash band Death Hammer. Um, this isn't as accessible as the other songs. Um, I think a traditional hook would have done the song wonders. More killer bass work on this. This one feels a little bit undercooked, but I guess I like it that way because this is growing on me as it goes on. Um, as the manic ending goes on is what I wrote. 2.7. Cool. All right. Uh, I put this one's uh, this one's more straightforward, punching you in the face. Still great riffs and musicianship is amazing. Uh, odd yodeling chanty part is actually pretty cool. Uh, 
other this song was like riding the two for me because at this point it's just more of the same thing but then that weird little chanty thing at the end kind of brought it up uh to a 2.4 cool this one actually went down as edible steve oh no <laughs> that's the first time that's happened yeah. <laughs> opening reminds me of some other riff the almost nursery rhyme cadence of the vocals here are funny and annoying at the same time uh great though still great still as is the music all these guys are master musicians this one is going to this one is a tad repetitive and long 2.4 Still a decent score. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And what this is the one we we listened to today. Yes. Yeah. So I actually gave it a higher score today. I gave it a two point five. I think I did too. Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> give it a two four uh, on the actual thing. Whatever. Whatever the difference was. Also, I don't know. I think I was listening to it at a weird time yesterday. So. And the next track is the title track. Six six six. Goats carry my chariot. Sober Steve. This one is starting with some atmosphere. Love that they slowed it down finally. Uh, I love the use of the clean vocals. Bass is incredible, even though they slowed it down. Pace picks up and goes from triumphant feeling to sinister. This is a great song. Some Viking-era Bathory influence on this one. If this was the only good track on the album, I would still buy this. Back to the atmosphere at the start. There's a little groove section, and the bass is glorious. Great solo and great cymbal work going on into some acoustics before going back to the triumphant section, the big fat three. Cool. I put starts off slower than the rest so far. Uh, has almost a folk feel to it. Uh, song changes pace, gets faster. Vocals have a bit of a range on this one, which is nice. This is the first time you really get to hear this guy's like opt- octaves. Mm. Um song is a legit journey, uh, but I'm glad it. Uh, I'm glad it's one that I'm willing to take. Uh, this is the turning point for this album by a lot. This is a big fat three and hands down my favorite song in this album. Cool. Yes, I agree. Uh, Edible Steve. The acoustic sounds great. Here it is, the song that I liked most on the album. Uh, of course, I love the bass. When this dude does his rasp, he sounds like the guy from Sarath Ungol, which Ray brought up earlier. Business just picked up as everything got faster. Damn, that bass drum is thumping my chest. <laughs> <laughs> Why the fuck am I hearing this through other people's 2020 list? How didn't I not hear this before? Um, this is a nice organ I didn't pick up on in my sober listen. Um, and a nice melancholic riff. Vikery bathing, Viking bathery comment holds up, even toasted. Yep. <laughs> this bite might be my favorite track of the year outside of anything not named Black Magic SS. Cool. Wow, the 80s solo with the acoustic behind it that I didn't hear the first time. And Malmsteen comes back. Um, love the clothes with the guitar and the King Diamond vocals towards the end. Fuck three million skulls. Sweet. <laughs> this is like this one song alone. You could have like just put this one song out, and I would have. Yep. I, I agree. This is the, by far the best song in the album. The next track is Viking Funeral. Viking Funeral. Sober Steve. Not sure anything is gonna live up to the last track, but this is starting good. Uh, love later on when they slow it down into a, a Celtic Frost tempo. A bit short. Uh, left me wanting more. 2.7. I put uh, Song Brings It Back to the Thrash Zone with some more uh, some more open uh, blast beats. Solid tune um, up to the break point, which is nice. And then once he says the title song, uh, the title of the song, he's, he like screams out Viking Funeral. Uh, it gets a really sweet groove. And then he has like almost like Axl Rose like... Like, he, he yeah. did that a couple times in there. It was really fucking, like, that's all I could think of. Um, so, <laughs> next time you listen to that song, you're going to hear, oh, oh, 
<laughs> like Axel, I just picture like Axel Rose in like little bike shorts, fucking dancing around, going, "Oh, you're in the jungle now, baby!" <laughs> but the, like a Viking funeral song, right. like legit, one hundred percent. That's what I pictured in my head yesterday. Listen to this. I listen to this while I was shaving yesterday too. <laughs> Uh, and I'm like, as I'm shaving, I'm like trimming my beard. And I just started laughing. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> this is so like, I, I like my hands are wet and everything. And I'm like, I fucking like pick my phone up to write that out. Anyways, um, I'm glad it gave you some interest. Oh in yeah, it, it was well, no, it was especially because I listened to the song in my truck. I listened to both of them in my truck to go get Rosie. That's why I'm glad these were both really. Short I like this albums. album for a driving album. It's yeah, really I, good. In I listened car. to it next, and I didn't really like dig like deep into it until yesterday when I was taking notes for it. So like I give these a couple of spins so I can really get some depth out of them. If I didn't find this, all them, which is probably would have been my number one. Yeah. I was actually surprised that that wasn't it considering yeah. you threw a fucking hissy fit in my, the back of my truck one day for it. <laughs> um, but anyways, <laughs> um, I put uh really enjoyed this one two uh 2.75. So like as soon as number six happens, it's only two, two or three more songs. Like the last three songs in this album literally make this album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, which we're going to get into that last song in a second too, but uh, uh, Edible, Edible Steve. Steve, yeah. Edible Steve, uh, this is a little limp after the last song. There's a stomp part in here that I didn't notice uh, at uh, Sober Steve, <laughs> and I didn't expect, and now there's this weird funky riff that you didn't hear throughout the rest of the album either. Um, that was pretty. That was on my notes. This actually went down a little bit, 2.6. Wow, that's, still not that's bad. weird. Yeah. Well, so uh, Edible Steve really liked the last song. So, I mean, anything from there was just going to be down. So, yeah. that makes sense. So, the second to last track on the album is Brazen Serpent. All right. Good. Uh, more solid stuff. Not lots of notes because I'm, I'm still lost in the other track. They yeah. use some <laughs> out of the ordinary instrument in the background here that I can't quite pick out. Uh, this picks up again when they slow it down, going back to a Celtic Frost riff again, 2.5. Uh, I put keeps the aggressive nature of this one uh, burning here. <clears throat> like the vocal ranges this guy has on the second half of the album, uh, understand how to fit. Uh, he understands how to fit it to the songs well. Like he gets how to like use his vocals as like part of the song, not just being a vocalist. Like it's mm-hmm. it feels like it's part of the music. Um, great underlying guitar work in this song. Also has a great solo, one of the best on the album. Actually, I thought that it was like the second best guitar work in the in the whole album. This got a two point eight. So like the last three songs are like. Up, they they 100%. You can just take if, if you if this was an EP and you just took these three songs, this would have been like yeah. I, 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 I love these last three songs. Uh, go ahead, uh, Edible Steve. Edible Steve, all right. Um, at first, I wasn't taking a lot of notes here, um, because it felt a little underwhelming, and then that 80 solo came in like real blatantly, fucking yeah. 80 solo. It, it that- fucking it turned that song around yeah and i didn't even really i don't think i even caught it as a solo because i didn't i didn't really take any notes on it um this okay this whole section after the solo has raised this drastically back to that uh mm-hmm. hard as nails celtic frost heavy riff again uh 2.6 cool that's pretty much where like my brain went with it too but i, I was really impressed with that solo the solo is fucking amazing i think my brain's more like your brain when it's on edibles <laughs> it seems like you have a little more uh, speed in you, or is it, like I don't know how to explain it. Like you, uh, yeah, I think you are hearing the things I hear when you're at a yeah, probably. And the little outro that they had, "Exhaustion of Sulfur," 
uh, kind of gave me like a fucking old man's child, born of the flickering type of feel, acoustic ending. Yeah. So I kind of liked it. It was kind of a classy ending. To it me. is a cool little solo and stuff, but I didn't rate it or anything. Yeah. I gave it a two because yeah. it's literally just an outro, but I still went that one at least because it was a song deserved the score. Yeah. So I gave it a two because it's just a flat song, but it's, yeah. it's still good. Um, overall, solid album. I put uh, not much fat in it, so I didn't take crazy after yeah, album yeah. notes, but I did listen to this album a couple times. And what's funny is. I listened to it like driving the other day. Then I listened to it upstairs while I was shaving. And then I listened to it while I was in the shower again. And then I listened to, I listened to it because I really like that fucking that title track. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. listened to that. And then I listen. I that's I didn't start taking notes until I took notes on that song. Yeah. And then I literally like listened to those last three songs, took notes, and then I went back and took notes on the first three, because the I'll be like the first three songs didn't do much for me until I got like found the love for these three and mm-hmm. then i'm so glad Iron i bitch kind of grew on me a lot to tell you the yeah truth. no now that i like the, the yeah. last stuff that stuff it's better to my ears you know what i mean yeah, but yeah. like it took me to really fall in love with this last half that it was weird this album like went it, uh, like out of place for me what did you think of the song that we both found to be the best one on the album with the slowed down the uh, title track i like the t- title track a lot but i figured today because i didn't want to fucking dog you through six minutes i kind of just said i'm gonna play a different track don't worry i put you guys through seven minutes yeah did you yeah, that fucking. That, I felt like just the crowded wounds. That's that's over seven minutes long. That song. I was listening to this shit on my headphones while I was fucking shoveling and shit the other day. Like that title track, yeah. and that's just like, it's fucking. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, that title. That I mean, it really does make the album. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's again two point seven five as a, as an album, which is good. It's a good. That last, the second half of it is like a three. Did you, did you average those out like that, or did you just give it like a? a no, I, I would. Last year I averaged them out. This yeah. year I didn't do that because I, I mean, realistically, I looked at it like this: the 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 three, the meat of this album, six, seven, and eight, are three, two point seven five, and two eight. Mm-hmm. The first three were all two point four. It's yeah. a pretty so short album. Realistically, too. if it's, it, I yeah. mean, if you averaged it out, it would come real fucking close to two point seven five. It's yep. gonna be right around there. I mean, there's only there's no score for the first track technically, and there's yep. only, it's only two for the last one, and I'm, so I'm not really factoring that in. So if you take the actual what is it six songs that actually have ratings, so one, two, three, four, seven, five, I six, seven, yeah, so yeah. seven songs that actually have ratings. I mean, maybe it would have been a lower score, but as an album, I think it deserves a little bit higher. So I give it a two point seven five. Yeah, mine averaged out to two point six three. Okay. <clears throat> but I would, like I said, I'd I'd want a physical copy of that yeah. just for the title track alone. I, I also looked at it like um, as an as an album listening experience. Sometimes it gets a little bit more than an average score setup. Yeah. Would, you yeah. know what I mean? Because albums, the actual album deserves its own score if you think about it. But I I like to do the average thing. And if it, you like that, check out. The, I think that believe their 2015 album. That's pretty good too. Does that have anything like 666 goats carrying my chariot? If not, uh, it's pretty, I don't no, want to hear pretty it. heavy, yeah. All I'm saying so. is, Edible Steve wouldn't be happy if it didn't sound like that. <laughs> hey, Sober Steve gave it a 3 too. Yeah, true, true. But Edible Steve gave it 3 million. <laughs> right, 3 million <laughs> fucking skulls. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I'm kind of sad that me and, me and Ray didn't come up with something like that. But if you think about yeah. it, I mean... I so I wrote notes... I think for, I have some good notes for Steve's as well. I wrote notes for Steve's. I listened to this album... <laughs> seven times yesterday no joke uh and um i listened to it again this morning while taking a shit uh when i finally crawled myself out of bed at 10 30 um completely hammered still like i'm talking fucking i was annihilated until 10 30 this morning it's nice that it's only like a half hour long 
That's what's nice about see. That's what's nice about f- most of my music, Steve. That's what that's what it is. So it's odd that I was the one with the forty five minute long yeah. album, and then honestly, the two my my number one and number two were both like forty something minutes long. Um, but uh, yeah. So I wrote these notes this morning, completely fucking hammered while shitting. <laughs> so that we're not far off with the way we did these because I, I listened to this album like six times yesterday. Yeah, six or seven times. And then uh, again this morning, taking a. Garuni. So it's fitting that you came up and blew my house up because we <laughs> have something in common here. Uh, I would like Raymond to uh, kick it off once to open Steve, it. Yeah, but Steve, give us the name of the track yeah. like we did. And then uh, again, this is Black Magic SS, Rainbow Nights. And the first track is Endless Hallucinations. All right. I opened it up with a mellow opening track, uh, like the keys in the synth, catchy driving song. Uh, wasn't too long. I gave this a two and a half. But uh, opens with some uh, Middle Eastern chanting, and it kicks in with some like trippy uh, '70s synth. So you fucking autocorrect on this new phone; it doesn't have all my shit yet because it turned trippy into triple, and it turned synthy into synthetic. Um, <laughs> and uh, but Reminds anyways, me, I gotta get an oil change. Tri- <laughs> tri- trippy '70s synthetic and swirling uh, atmosphere, digging it immediately. Um, Classic sound, very retro, even even better with the black metal-esque vocals uh, that fit so well. The chorus hitting with the cleans is a nice twist, very haunting. Solo is uh, uh, solo is also great. I gave this a three. Nice. Again, while taking a shit. That was on the first track? Yeah. All right. All oh, right. and still drunk, by the way. There you go. Go ahead. Uh, track two, Rainbow Nights, the title track. I put uh, opens with some more raspy vocals. The vocals when he does like the raspy thing reminds me of uh, Meads of Asphodel. Kind of very similar kind of uh, growly type of vocal. Mm-hmm. I like it. Uh, nice spaciness in the background. Like the organ behind some epic lead. Song's not too long. Uh, I believe you played this on the show before, right? I think I did, yeah. Yeah, I gave this a three before and I gave it a three again. Nice. I put uh, Rainbow Knight stays trippy in 70s synthy. Uh, kicks in and has almost the phaser sound, pew pew. Uh, keeping the keeping the tempo, like so the phaser sound was keeping the actual tempo of the song. Mm-hmm. Uh, vocals come in black metal again, but they fit super well. Switches to an Iron Maiden style chant, like it sounded like Run to the Hills to me. Mm-hmm. Um, after the second chorus has a sweet little uh, new wave guitar part into the solo. Another great tune and another fat three while drunk taking a shit. <laughs> nice. Uh, Track three. Uh, Get Out, which I also played last week. Not I... to be confused with the movie about the black people. No. no. Although there is a swastika on the cover of this album. And there, there is. is black magic. <laughs> so there you go. I got uh, this track has uh, the feels of the 80s written all over it. I put Suedo Echo style. Uh, pseudo. Edit. Pseudo Echo. Pseudo Echo, excuse me. Uh, what the fuck? Like suede shoes? You yes, idiot? suede shoes. Pseudo uh, spelled with a P. All right, let me talk, you bitch. Ed is riding his BMX bike down the street doing wheelies to this song. Uh, <laughs> catchy synth. Wait, you really know? You really wrote that? That's I great. Really did. That's awesome. I gave this a big fat old three as well. Nice. Awesome. So good, man. <laughs> Sweeto Echo. The fuck? Who the fuck? Who, who pronounces pseudo Sweeto? <laughs> Fucking douchebag. You're such a piece of shit. I like how you wrote this this morning. You're thinking about me riding the BMX. <laughs> Fucking asshole. Uh, almost positive this is the song Steve played a few weeks ago. Is this Was this in your top 10 thing? Yes. Okay. I thought so. Uh, has an 80s new wave feel. Amazing song. Was a three. Still is a three. Also, still taking a shit. 
That's a 50, long shift. 15 minutes, boy. I'm, I don't know if anything was coming out, but I wasn't able to get up. <laughs> Put it that way. I had a hard time, and I went right from that into the shower and cleaned my butthole in the shower. So you're welcome. <laughs> All right. Track. Also, this is my favorite song on the album. Get Out? Yeah, Get Out was okay. my favorite song on the album. Uh, track four, Kali, which I also played today. Uh, I put opening gives a slowed down priest feel to it. Vocals strangely fit. Uh, once again, the weird synth behind the lead is fitting. The use of all the old school effects work well on this track. I gave it a two point seven five. Cool. Starts off with a riff that could uh, could could be. Oh, yeah. This uh, <laughs> my fucking autocorrect messed everything up. It put bribe. No bride. <laughs> Uh, I put uh, so starts off with a riff that could could be the beginnings of a real American hero. It sounds so much like this. Literally, the opening song, the opening guitar riff to the song sounds like what's the dude that wrote all the songs in WWE? Uh, John something. Yeah, he didn't write that one. No, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He literally wrote like every fucking yeah, song. Yeah, I can't think of his name so, right now. It, I, no joke. If you pull out tapes of what when he was trying to come up with the fucking real American hero, bam, 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 really? bam, it sounds just like this. He didn't write that though. No, I know that, but what I'm saying though is, is like this reminds me of like yeah, it reminds me of like <laughs> it reminds me of an Oh, like I can a, hear that now now that you say that. Play it real quick. Oh. I'm not like I'm not even kidding. Pull it up. I'm telling you, dude, when what was you that? It fucking sounds like a fucking. Bradley. It sounds Hart's like opening or no. Hulk Hogan. Hulk, Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Yeah, Here we yeah, go. Yeah. I'm gonna play it. It sounds. You. Oh, what are you gonna play? Real American Hero. Kali. Uh, Kali. You play yeah. that. I'm gonna pull up Real American Hero. No, I hear it. Now that you say it, I hear it. Like it sounds like what you. It, it sounds like, you know, WCW always had whack versions of whatever WWF was had when they would switch mm-hmm. over. Like it sounds like Hogan's fucking theme when he switched over. <laughs> I can definitely hear that now. I'm telling you, that's all I thought of. I got out of the shower this morning and typed that out and then got back in the shower. Yeah. Now all of a sudden it would kick in. Yeah, yeah. Right there. Like, this would be a wrestling theme song. Then all of a sudden he comes out waving the flag, baby. For sure. Am I fucking wrong? Like, <laughs> no. I'm not. Like, I literally. Maybe it will be the great Kali's entrance music. Dude, as I'm, in the, as I'm in the shower soaping my butthole. <laughs> that, 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 what that, are you soaking with? A sponge? No, soaping. Oh, soaping your butthole. I, I, I just <laughs> soaping my butthole. Uh, so, no, I, I am the guy that I stand in, in uh, with my back to the fucking to the to the spigot thing. This is getting wrath and, and, and fucking spread my butt cheeks oh, yeah, and let the fucking water. I, I power wash my butthole. You got to keep that. that thing squeaky clean. Ray, if you don't do that, get on it. No, I got the fucking, uh, you know, the thing you could take off. A bidet? No, not the Well, technically. I, w- I want it a bidet. It technically is kind of like a bidet. It's the yeah. fucking, the shower head. That oh, real nice. Yeah. So I just fucking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's fucking. You still got to pe- spread them. Yeah, you yeah. do. Pe- Peggy Bundy had a Mel Gibson, <laughs> uh, Mel Gibson he- uh, shower head. It was his face that would squirt water out of pussy. <laughs> so you're welcome. This is a- I'm that I'm I'm on a fucking different level today, guys. Sure are. So all right. all right. So anyway, so now that we know that this sounds like real American hero, uh, when it comes crashing down in it, yeah, got up. No, Anyways, uh, I put uh, nice heavy vocals again. Not a huge fan of the Kali 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 Kalik. I don't like that. Was driving me nuts while I was like in the shower scrubbing my butthole. Uh, part only real part is the only real flaw so far in the album. Uh, 2.9. Oh, wait. That solo just ripped my fucking face off. God damn it. It's another three. 
Wow. I wanted to give this a fuck. I wanted to not like this song because that part was driving me fucking crazy for some yeah. reason. But it was also because I was hammered. And it's also, even though you don't like it, it's still super catchy and it fucking stays in your yeah, head. Yeah, it's not a... The song is great. The song... But that part fucking... I think it was because... You know when you're like kind of coming down and like things just hurt your fucking head? Like mm-hmm. that's all it was. It wasn't yeah. even that... It's not even that bad. You played it again today and I gave it... I gave it a little bit lower rating, but that's just because... I heard that so much and it was haunting me. <laughs> uh, but uh, anyways, go track on to the next one. Five. Yeah. Track five, Mother, Mother's Lullaby. I put strange voice box opening followed uh, by some regular vocals. Song had an old feel, slow, but really relaxing and trippy. I put uh, wait to close with, what did I put? Waited to close with a well put lead section. I gave this a three as well. Nice. Um. I put uh, a bit slower and more somber. Talk box on the vocals. Haven't heard that in a long time. That's uh, like Frampton Comes Alive style shit. Yeah. Um, actual vocals are a good touch uh, with the tone of the song. I get the point of the song, uh, and it fits the album, but I, it, this should have been the closer of the, of the album. Yeah. Uh, I don't understand the placement. I, I really don't get that at all. I feel like this really was the closer, and then they were like, oh, hey, guys, we have one more song. Let's mm-hmm. throw it on there. So it, it it fucked up like the way my brain was thinking about the album because yep. it takes it, it it's out of place, um, but I put uh, but this is the only song so far that I'd skip if I owned a CD, two point five, nice, yep. all right, yeah no I, I see what you mean with that one though because that it's not some it's also not something I would put on by itself I wouldn't skip it when I was listening to the album yeah. but it's not something I'm just gonna throw on. Yeah, it's any one of these songs. If you put put it this way, if you add these to like a party mix, every one of these songs fits. Yeah, except that one song. Right. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I think that fits in a party mix for being fucking. Oh, you want to slit your wrist in a bath? If you want to be edible, fucking Steve, or you want to fucking smoke a little bit, I don't. I think it's good for a solo fits. party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're talking different kinds of parties, asshole. I'm talking like a bunch of people in your backyard grilling and fucking having a good time in the sun. Oh, that's I'm, good. For I'm that talking. Too. I'm talking fucking Daisy Dans and fucking and water guns. You mean Dukes? No, Daisy Dan's. Daisy if you're Dan's? a man, you wear fucking is it Daisy Dan. I don't know what you're talking about. Daisy Dukes are for a female. Daisy Dan's are for a dude. I've never heard of Daisy Dan's in my life. There you go. You just did. Now we know. All right. I'll cut you up a pair of Daisy Dan's. I'm good. <laughs> All right. And uh, track six, the closer, the truth. Uh, I put back to an upbeat tempo and gritty vocals. The band had me on the lead and the synth and the vocals were a second to the lead. To the synth, I don't know what I meant when I said that, but uh, we're equally adding to the album. Uh, not overly too long. I gave the album, well, I gave this song a three, and then I gave the album itself a two point nine because there were two tracks. I think I gave a two and a half and a two point seven five. So I'm not gonna give it a perfect rating, but it was pretty damn close. Cool. I put a uh, oh back to the fun. I feel like the last song should have closed it out, but uh, I'm glad to hear one more upbeat tune. Uh, fits well with the album. More great guitar work. Also, I give this a two point eight. This would have been an, uh, another number three if this had been before that last song, and that last song would have gotten closer to a three if it was the last song. They 100 percent should have swapped those two songs. So I could have uh, realistically gotten threes out of every track from you if they did that. Yeah, that, no damn. joke. The only thing. The only thing that fucked this album up was I'm a, I, we talk about this all the time. I'm a mm-hmm. sequencing person. Yep. If the sequencing doesn't make sense, it's gonna fucking ruin it for me. And that, <laughs> that's the only thing. That's the only chink in this. Kali, uh, uh, Kali album. Uh, Mother of Death, take me. Whatever the fuck he says. Um, yeah. So I. So obviously, overall, the album is solid and a fun listen. I give this a big fat three of an overall album because again, it's one. 
minor sequencing mistake that I feel like they made personally. Mm. Um, this album almost made it into my top ten. I almost had to rearrange my shit because I liked it that much. Uh, but the other drawback is, if I'm I surprised Midnight didn't make your list. That album fell a little flat for yeah. me. Yeah, I mean, there's some songs I like on it, mm-hmm. but as an album, it's like, eh. yeah, like, I, they they haven't matched Satanic Royalty. We yeah. talked about that last week. Yeah, All, like I always love tons of songs on their albums, but Satanic Royalty is the only one I'm like, I'm gonna sit down and listen to this whole album. Yeah, yeah. that that new Midnight album was the equivalent of the new Lamb of God album. It was just an album. Like it was, even though there were really good songs on it, the album, like, I think. I don't think I sat and listened to the whole thing through, so it's I've good listened album. to parts of it. It's a very good it. album. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a very good album. It's but just... it's not like when you compare it to, I know what it is. I want it to be wowed, right? So yeah. like, again, like if you showed, if 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 you take somebody who had never, who loves metal, like a kid, maybe like a thirteen-year-old kid loves metal, right? And you show him the new Lamb of, Lamb of God album, and he's never heard a Lamb of God album before. He's gonna think that's the most amazing thing he's ever heard, All right? But somebody who's listened to every single album, you go, oh, it's just another album. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just it's just another fucking album. It's, it's probably, very good. Probably the same reason you same and thing I with Midnight. like Satanic Royal Team. That was my introduction to the band. Same thing. That's right. that's the album that you got me into. Yeah. And that that album is flawless. Yes. It's it's fucking perfect all the way from the first song to the last song. It's a modern classic. I agree. It's a very good album. And the, now the problem when when you do that. As a band, now like you them, have expectations. Now you're fucking chasing the dragon. Yeah, you're, you're trying to fucking hit that. And Lamb of God did the same thing. The Wrath, that album is by far their best album, and they've never been able to recreate. Nothing before that was that good, and nothing after that has been that good. Yeah, it, it just is what it is. A lot of bands do that though. They yeah. hit. They'll if a band is good enough to put out a classic album, in my opinion, if it's that good, it's almost impossible to come back from it. Yeah, and that, like I said, that's not to say the new one's bad because one of the, I can't remember the name of the song off the top of my head, but it's one of my favorite Midnight songs, but the album doesn't come close to Satanic Royalty, so. Yeah, and I think that's kind of the problem. We're like, that band Hellraiser is kind of like Midnight, mm. and it's not as good as Midnight, but it made my top 10 because I didn't expect it to be good at all. Mm. Like, I wasn't sure what to think. Well, I did expect it to be good, but I didn't think it was going to be that good. You know what I mean? There's a whole rash of shit coming out that sounds just like Midnight. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a, a bunch ton. of it. Yeah. But it's, I think one of those things, I mean, now that we can, if you guys, I mean, what are we in, two hours into this show? Almost three. Almost, yeah, it's a long one. I knew yeah. it was going to be long, but it is what it is. These shows are always, it's better to do it like we, we did it this time than two, three-hour shows like mm. that. Um, but it was a lot of fun breaking the songs down. We all got a good kick. The fucking, you doing Sober Steve and fucking, uh, <laughs> and regular Steve was, I mean, uh, Edible Steve was pretty good. The top album thing, I mean, there, there's a lot of those. I mean, we're going to get into, uh, we're going to get into fucking, um, our you know runner-ups or whatever next week we got to figure out how we want to do that last year we did five songs so if you want to do that again for that that's fine Mm -hmm. or if you want to like i feel like we should just play five songs i feel like we should pick out five Five each yeah why not fuck it it. and play like a block of just play five songs Mm -hmm. and then talk about those five songs Mm -hmm. five songs from 2020 yeah honorable mention albums and that can be like eps that can be yeah you know albums that came out too late or that you know too early or whatever like Demos, whatever. Yeah, any anything. Uh, it's just, uh, I mean, there's a lot that like, Midnight's a good one. Acid Mammoth was a good one. Fucking that Kirk Weinstein, Weinstein album, uh, Weinstein album rather. That's a good one. I tried listening to that again last week. It's just too fucking depressing. It's a great album, just very depressing. Mm-hmm. Um, fuck man, there's there's a lot that I'm surprised. There's some songs like I have songs that I rate top ten question mark next to because I'm like, oh, this might be in. 
And then, like, I had them, like, fuck, man, the new Sepultura was 100% of my top 10 until I actually sat down to make my top 10. I didn't even think about that until I listened to Killer Be Killed this yeah. morning. Like, I thought, oh, I completely forgot about the new Sepultura. The new Sepultura is fucking amazing. Yeah. It's the best album they've written since... Yeah, I was going to say, I think we now. all... Uh... I think I played Sepultura earlier in the year without telling From anybody. From the last yeah. last album before yeah. this one. Yeah, yeah. And then that made me kind of like keep my eye on them. And yep. then I kept on hearing reviews about this new one. And f- dude, holy shit, man! I mean, you listen to it on the way home from fucking uh, Carl's. Yeah. And it's it will knock your fucking dick in the dirt, dude. It's, it's I haven't heard it. It's so fucking good, man. I know. I love the fucking drummer though. Yeah, that dude's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. He's fucking insane. And they like they, the way they recorded it is right. Like they even like. There's like chanting and shit in the background, like, um, you know, like fucking, uh, God damn it. I said the fucking, the language earlier, Latin, like uh, Middle Eastern chanting. Yeah. But more like, um, like Latin, you know, like Latin fucking, yeah. like that kind of shit. Like yeah. they got real choirs and wrote it, like actually wrote out the fucking words and shit. So it's like, it's, it's a big, it's a big album. It fucking feels huge, but it just, I don't know. It, it. It's that it's that good yet it still didn't make my top ten. You know what I mean? Like it's it's close. It probably should be in that. Like honestly, in a couple months, I'm probably gonna fucking regret it. But even as good as that album is, I still have a weird thing with it. Like I can't just throw that album on. Yeah, it's weird. Like I have to want to like I have to want that journey in order to put that album. on. I think there's still even though I liked what I've heard from New Sepultura recent New Sepultura, there's still a thing in the back of my head where I'm like, that's just it's, it's not it's Max. Simple, it's not Max. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking about that actually when I was making my list out, and I remember uh, when I got my Soulfly tattoo, Jesus Christ, however many years ago. Uh, and one of my buddies, I was walking up to his apartment. He was third floor, and he was behind me. And he goes, "Oh, you got a new tattoo?" I said, "Yeah." He goes, well, "That looks familiar. What is it?" And I said, "Oh, it's Soulfly." He goes, "Oh, the dude from Sepultura." I said, "Yeah." He goes, "Oh, why wouldn't you just get a Sepultura tattoo?" I'm like, "Because he's, that guy is not in Sepultura anymore." And like, I like that guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm a Max fan. Like, I like what he does. So like. I'm glad I never got that fucking Sepultura tattoo now because like I don't I didn't follow that band I follow everything Max does yeah. like obviously he, he made it my number one this year I think that album is the best thing Max has done in a long time but I mean there's a there's a lot of shit there's big stuff there's small stuff there's fucking EPs out the asshole yeah fucking Havoc Warbringer fucking I never even listened to the Black Dolly Murder album that was supposed to be a banger Ritual King that's a great fucking trippy album the Ghost Inside one of my favorite bands ever got the vinyl didn't even come close to cracking my top ten you know I mean. Then there's some hip-hop albums that came out. That Run to Jewels, that was a good album, but I can't... I have a thing with hip-hop, man. I don't know what it is. I can't... Li- I, I don't... I can't get into one entire album. There's always yeah. something that gets me out of it. Although... I agree. That Summer of Sam thing, that Exhibit thing came out, him and Be Real, very good. I, like, I'm actually very... But it ju- it came out in October. I didn't know that it, the album dropped because mm-hmm. it doesn't fall into my, like, radar. I didn't even know about it. It's called Serial Killers Presents Summer of Sam. It's Exhibit Be Real and some other dude. But, like, Snoop Dogg makes an appearance, a cameo. Uh, uh, big, who's the fucking... Busta Rhymes makes a cameo in it. Dude, the album's fucking good. The beats are awesome. It's, like, old-school hip-hop. And it's entirely... I think I was checking out Busta Rhyme had a, Busta Rhymes had a new album out, yeah, too. Yeah, he did. Probably. I didn't bother checking it out. But they... um. The album's 100% about this year, so all it is... All, all, all they do is talk about, like, COVID and stuff. Yeah. So it's very relevant. Anyways, uh, once uh, fuck it, since Ray gets by me here, we can pretty much wrap this one up. Anyways, we're yeah. gonna talk. I, I'd like to uh, try to figure out how to do one of those. We'll mm-hmm. figure. I'm gonna hit up Ben in a second. All right. Hopefully, everybody enjoyed this. This is the uh, officially the last 
show of this year, and this will be coming out on Christmas. So if you hear this all the way through here, hey, Joe Walsh, um, we'll see you next time. Peace.